from bearded ladies to mermaids, from club kids to pageant queens, this season, the different styles of drag raised a lot of questions. So we put together a little history lesson. Learn it and learn it well. What is drag? Drag is underground and over the top. Drag is political and politically incorrect. Drag is camp and couture. Drag is punk and mainstream. Drag is a laugh riot and it could start a revolution. Drag is never having to say you're sorry because drag is all about being whoever the hell you want to be. So that is uh, it was a little clip from the season six reunion, and I thought it was a it was a nice addition and a nice reminder, and I thought very apropos of season six of like we're starting to, and especially in light of season nine, which we you know queened out about a few weeks ago, that we're starting to see that there are more variations on just you know season two drag season three drag you know? yeah and you know i'm just uh, we've talked about this before this idea that rupaul's seasons have just kind of begun an evolution of drag and she's even said this before you know you you can't just slam people with a sharon needles right you can't just slam people with an alaska thunderfuck you have to hold their hand give them a bb and then, you know, a Jujubee and a Raja. You can have and, a Nina Flowers in there, but... Yeah, you can have her in there, but it's it's just it's just pepper. It's just a little seasoning. And be like, oh, right. okay, that's, you know, interesting. To also appease the people, obviously, watching the show that know right. that a Nina Flowers, right, or that, uh, you know, that, that a Sharon Needles exists and that they right. deserve their time. But, you know, it's like when what they said about Alaska, it's just like they weren't... The world wasn't necessarily ready for Alaska yet. Yeah. And so I feel like this is this is right on the money in terms of RuPaul's brand where she is now kind of promoting that drag is whatever you want it to be and whoever you want to be. And, yeah. and now it makes sense. And now now because we've seen six seasons and, and shown how awesome it is when they're all diverse types of queens – and how much more the art can grow and how much minds can expand when there's a lot of diversity in terms of art, in terms of people, uh, that, that it just becomes more powerful, more entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. Entertaining. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting is when you then kind of look back, you know, obviously Sharon Needles was a, was a very different type of winner. But what's interesting with a, with a queen like Sharon, with a queen like Jinx, and then a queen like Bianca, it was like what was so different about them as winners they're each very different but what was so different about them as winners together is that it was less about the look you know like right. sharon was certainly about it was the, the look was part of it but she was it was so much more the look was an avenue to just show something different and jinx yeah. jinx was not the strongest on the runway you know i mean in well, general she did have that that day of the dead look oh the exception being the day of the deadlock. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then of course Bianca. I mean, we talk about this. You know, everyone talks about this. That it's the same dress every every runway. Yeah. And yeah. and yet it was like then you look back. I mean, a BB, a Tyra, a Raja. It was so much about the look at the same time as what they were also doing. But really, the look was everything. And I think that right. that's um that's an obvious place to start with drag. You know, yeah. it's an obvious place. Design, a, design, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Art. 
Like, yeah. oh, fine art. Oh, painting your face. Oh, looking like a woman. Right? right, right. And then the idea becomes like, oh, well, wait a minute. Woman is in quotes. So can yeah. everything else be in quotes? Right, right. And I think that when you then think, you know, looking forward, Violet Trotsky is a great example of like woman in quotes because she's doing yeah. woman, but there was there's there was always because she 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 would be bare chested in certain uh, right. looks. It was like she was twisting it and playing with it in a way that maybe people weren't ready for around season two. And so uh, Bianca, you know, she's a very interesting winner. They're, you know, they're all, I mean, I, I thought about this with Jinx too when she showed up at the end. Like these are really interesting winners in the canon of Drag Race. Yeah. And and this season, just, I mean, I, I always credit Milk as just being like, even though she didn't, you know, go super far and she, and she didn't obviously uh, do as well as a lot of other queens, she was she and vivacious i mean these were remarkable queens to add yeah remarkable queens to add to this season and again it could only have happened around season five season six because as because people weren't necessarily ready for milk and you could tell just by gia's reaction on the season she's like i don't get it i absolutely don't like i want to get into your head and and that's what we did we actually did by rupaul giving these queens like milk a platform Queens like Alaska, a platform, we are able to get into their heads. We are able to kind of see how important it is to look at drag from a different perspective as more than just gender illusion. Right, right. It's like, you know, you, that you look at some of these queens and it's almost like people have the question of like, but if you're able to look fishy, why aren't you doing it? And it's like, right. well, that's not the drag that I do. And, and I have so much more to say about gender. I have so much more to say just about my own expression. And yeah. I'll talk about this later in the episode. But uh, Darian Lake is a perfect example of someone who expresses a beautiful, amazing person when she's in drag. That yeah. is so different than the, 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 the hurt, scarred little boy that she is as, as in her boy clothes. No, that's a good point. You know, I, I hadn't really thought about that. But that's very true about Darian, that there's something – it's so funny because it's similar to Ben in a way that there's something that Darian's able to access once she gets into Darian Lake. That... Oh, and you say the same about Trinity too. Mm-hmm. You say the same about Jinx. You say the same about Sharon. You say the same about Alaska. Yeah. All of these queens are promoting their type of drag, their their actual inner beauty, their inner selves through their drag. Now, there can be a Gia Gunn, there can be a Tara Shan- Sanchez, and they are fish. They That is who yep. they are. They were dressing up in their mother's clothes when, you know, being their moms, mm-hmm. because that's that's what they were inside, and that's what they were expressing, and that's what they need to tap into when they need some armor. And I feel like when Jinx needs armor, she becomes Jinx Monsoon. The monsoon oh, season. totally. And we really, you know, without jumping way too far ahead, but of course she shows up at the end to to pass the baton along and she's it's it was interesting you know so much about season six was about characters you know with Laganjo, with ben right. you know even even with trinity you know almost like finding herself like not necessarily a character but the sense of like what voice are you are you coming out to everybody with and, sure and then seeing jinx like she was she has very much that Jinx Monsoon persona that it's, it, you, you can hear it. You know what I mean? Jinxy. It's Jinxy. Jinxy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't like it as much as I like Jarek, the performer underneath Jinx. I like him so much more than I like the persona of Jinx Monsoon that we saw more in the workroom. And I, 
I and you say you could say the same about Ben de la Creme, right? Oh, I, I have the exact same critique, exactly, that I like Ben so much more than I like Ben de la yeah. Creme. But mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about this later when we talk about Dela and what, what Dela was saying during the reunion, but for those queens underneath, for those artists, those mm-hmm. those boys, uh, quote unquote boys, uh, for them to be who they are and for them to grow and to expand, they need these characters. Yeah. The, ben Dela Creme needed to put out positivity to, to make herself positive. And you know, I learn this all the time when I'm conducting the chorus. Sometimes to heal ourselves, we need to heal others. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, on a on a sort of practical level, when people talk about um, dealing with depression, you know, speaking of Bendela Creme, one of the things that is recommended for people who are struggling with depression is to go out and to volunteer. It's like if yeah. you like you need to generate the good energy and then right. that'll feed you. And it's like you think that you don't have anything to give, but that sort of what you give in volunteering, for example, gives back a thousand percent and, the, oh, and it can yeah. actually be more beneficial to you in some ways than it even is for the people you're helping, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a Um, great point. But all that being said, uh, before we we get into the power of altruism, we should also first just introduce ourselves. This is, of course, another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All All Right, right. All Right, Mary, (laughs) which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. And, of course, I'm Colin. And I'm Johnny. And today we are, uh, of course, recapping the reunion and crowning of season six. We've we, we've come to the end. We skipped countdown to the crown because we've been counting down every week. Uh, so apologies for anyone who's a big fan of the countdown to the crown episode. But we thought we should just get right to the meat of the matter. And uh, you know, and we... if you, and if you're a vegetarian, you know. The, the fake meat of the matter. The fake meat, of the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the you know. The legumes. The, yeah, just, yeah, just the legumes of the matter. Yeah, yeah, the beans and rice of the matter. And so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what today is about, though. Of course, we have, you know, we have a few things to cover before we jump into the episode. Uh, that's right. We have a, a segment, a new, very, very new segment on our, our podcast called... All right, Amanda. All right, Amanda, which is <laughs> which is our segment dedicated to all things Squirrel Friends, the, the world of Squirrel Friends, and the paradigm that Amanda and Nick have created with this little podcast. <laughs> so, of course, you know this is a you know we we don't you know we are just uh, we've gone beyond ball tickling at this point, but this is of course you know like, uh, uh, yeah their balls yeah. are in my throat. You know, oh, I know. Like, know. I'm just I'm choking, yeah. but I'm not mad yeah, at just- it. <laughs> Not mad at it. Uh, so yeah, of course, tears coming out of my eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. One of those, one of those messy blowjobs. You know, totally. It's like, ah! Right. You know? But I'm gonna finish this job because I didn't yeah. come here to quit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't come this far to come this far. You know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. Oh, <laughs> uh, of course we're we're you know giving a you know a little bit of a shout out again to our sister podcast girlfriend's cocktail hour we've been just going back and forth with every episode uh the past few weeks because it's just and i'm so excited because sorry to interrupt you but i'm so excited because uh they just uh revealed revealed that they're going to be watching all stars one this week Uh, they are they are brave souls because all stars one yeah Yeah. saints all stars one uh, you know, to... uh, team challenge, team eliminations. Oh, oh God. I know, I know, and like, it's it's 
It's definitely not one of my favorite seasons. Uh, I'm more than happy to. I mean, I remember. There's it, but... great queens on it. I, you know, I love the laughing. I, there's some oh. good episodes. I don't know. Hey, hey, one of your favorite queens is on there, Colin. Oh no, I'm aware of the situation. There's a solid cast on there, and and in context of watching the whole season, I do, of course, love. I mean. You know my feelings on talking through tears, but lip syncing through tears, <laughs> that shit is right. As Candy Ho would say, that is right on my alley. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to say, you know, we, we talk about like, you know, the all right, Mary drinking game. And it's like, we, we quote Candy Ho, I think more than anybody quotes Candy oh, Ho. God. And it's yeah. totally oh, I a love take Candy a- Ho. <laughs> and it's well, and you know, give her merit. Give her merit. She deserved to win that lip sync. Like she was killing that lip sync. Anyway, no, she did. But you know, what's funny is that she just is so notorious for getting just like edited out of season seven. She's such a yeah. non-event. But I mean, we talk we talk about these like you know these underdog queens. You know, Dita Ritz. We've been singing her praises oh, since episode one. Dita Ritz. Yeah, spread some peanut butter on that bitch. Oh, oh you I know, love her. I just rewatched the um, Dita Ritz shuts it down at the Scorpion and Charlotte video. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, oh it's god. so good! It's so, so good. good. And she uses she uses the queens of comedy it's along a, with what, what, what's the song? It's a Trina song. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it's uh, oh, it's just filthy. And then it's the clip of some more uh, from Queens of Comedy, and it's oh, she's fabulous. She, oh it's, god! We'll post god. it on Watch Twitter. Watch that immediately. Yes, yes. We'll yeah, post. yeah. If you're not following us on Twitter, uh, you are missing out. You could be one of our now. That's right. 50 followers. Ah, 50. 50. 50 followers. Ooh, baby. Come to daddy. We have 50 followers. Uh, and and we'd love to have more. And so if you'd like to follow us, we are at All Right Mary. We will be posting this fabulous lip sync of Dita Ritz. Oh, my God. It's I. It's so good. Oh, I don't know. It's another reason I love Dita, you know? It's just commitment. I mean, yeah. there's at one point, like, she gets pretty close to the camera, and she is just sweating oh my god oh god oh god she's drenched drenched and it was like that's you know you might you might look a bit of mess right now but to me that's a sign of how much you're leaving you know how much you're shutting it down at the scorpion yes 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 Yes. oh my god oh the other thing i want to note about that lip sync is that when when she first comes out and she she does a bit and then these men just come out with their dollars and they are just these like these southern gays, these just like, I was like, oh, who are these men? You know what I mean? Uh, like, these are, yeah, these yeah, are, like, are these Charlotte the kind of gays? Men, I will say, these are the kind of men, you know, that I wouldn't mind playing a game of pinball with. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, right? You just, yeah, tilts. <laughs> you just tilt that shit. <laughs> Mega millions, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Multi ball, you know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> Bonus round, all right. <laughs> Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Just keep hitting that thing. Um, yeah, ding, 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 tong, 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 tong. Anyway, anyway. So wait, wait, we should go back. We should go back because oh, this right. is a segment of All Right, Amanda. Um, right. So yes, they are recapping re- All Stars uh, 1. So God bless their souls. Um, I'm excited souls. to hear what they have to say about those episodes. And granted, there are only about seven episodes, right? There's not that right. many. So yeah. it's, you know, I think it'll be painless. Uh, and it, it, you know what? I'm excited for them to to rewatch it because it's. Um, I, I feel like they're going to uncover some some great things from it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so it's kind of nice to like be reminded of of what exactly happened that season. So yeah, it should be fun. Uh, now and and yes, some of my favorites are on there: Tammy Brown, Latrice Royale. I love Nina Flowers. I mean, so yeah, there's uh, there's a good cast on there to, to revisit, and Juju B's there. I mean, ugh. Uh, the other thing I wanted to note, so they had just talked about in their, their recent episode, um, like you had posted that thing on Twitter about the, the What's the Tea episode with the clip of Val- Valerie Cherish from the comeback dancing, which is a great <laughs> gif. Uh, and so, and then Nick I was, use it often. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, I mean, there's so, God, well, I'm going to get into it, talking about the comeback, because Nick was saying he saw that gif and, it, you know, kind of sent him into a comeback you know, wormhole, which... Oh, God bless him. God bless so, him. It is it is a wormhole that's uh, that I don't want to come out of. No, you know, it no. Is, it's not even a wormhole. It just should be a city that we visit, like, at totally, once a year. Totally, and just just get an Airbnb and just make yourself at home. It's... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and so funny because I had actually started re-watching the comeback as well not because of that gift but it like i had already kind of it was just like a show that is familiar and i was like oh i just kind of want to watch something easy and familiar and uh i just put on season two again because I, I that had been you oh, know season two. Oh god colin that improv scene oh my god it was so colin. <laughs> colin, that improv scene <laughs> it's so brilliant so i it, Cancer. It's we do we cancer. joke about this on a podcast <laughs> yeah totally that improv scene i mean Oh, the other thing about it was we always joke about that that thing where Nikki sa- where Mickey says no, it's not, and it's oh, no, it isn't, yeah. and it's like where they're talking, and then like the line producer says to Val- Valerie says like this isn't the Rockford Files, and then Mickey says no, it's not, it isn't, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it? It's not or it isn't. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's not. Uh, but oh, you know, I thought it was no. It isn't. <laughs> it could be. That's, you know, we do like to get the quotes, you know, a, a bit wrong here around it. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so anyway, you know, it's interesting that you're talking about the comeback uh, and that Nick's rewatching it because I do feel like it is in the world of drag and not just because uh, Lisa Kudrow was on What's the Tea, but just because of what the show kind of does for reality TV, what it does for the acting world and for Hollywood in general, that it kind of puts things all on its head and that that Valerie is basically putting on a, oh, a character. Yeah, I mean it, it is such a performance of drag. I mean it's not just Lisa Kudrow playing Valerie Cherish. It's Lisa Kudrow playing Valerie playing Valerie Cherish. Yes. Playing yes. Aunt Sassy. I mean there's Right. You know, playing there's, Aunt Sassy exactly. Playing her playing the wife, playing playing, playing the the, wife. the best friend, you know, mm-hmm. playing the uh the the socialite, right? Playing the you know, the cool woman on set, right? There's all these these little hats that she feels like she needs to put on. Playing a cupcake. Um, um, yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, and we should, I think that we are going to have in the next couple of weeks, because we do have a bit of time to fill between now and season nine starting. Which is March oh, 7th. Marco just walked in with a squeaking cat toy because he found out we were recording. <laughs> Buddy, you're so sweet, but we're not going to play with this right now. I love you. Oh, I he was excited because he wanted to announce the news that March 7th is the season nine. <laughs> he did. As soon as you were saying that, he came in just squeaking. Yes, March 7th. <laughs> Yeah, season nine premiere. I'm so I don't even know how to process that. Uh, Me neither, because it's on a night that I work. So you know, yeah, bitch, get into it. Is that Monday night? 
Tuesday night. Tuesday. No, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at NYU on Tuesday night. Oh, the schedule keeps changing. I you guess... know what I'll do? You know, my class ends at nine, so I feel like I could run over to a bar and watch, you know, the next, you know, and just miss the first 15 minutes and be able to watch it live, which I've never done before. But I also feel like if I get there at nine, oh my God, all of the fucking drag race watching parties yeah. are just going to be. I hope it doesn't stay on Tuesdays. Do you think it's going to stay on Tuesdays? Am I wrong that it's Tuesday? Let me double check this right now so our Marys are not misguided. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, misguided. <laughs> misguided Mary. <laughs> All right, so March 7th is, in fact, a Tuesday. All right. All right. Wait, March 7th or March 9th? March 7th? Oh. 7th. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll just have to figure that because that'll change our recording schedule a little bit. But um, we'll deal with that when it comes. Uh, the thing I wanted to say about the comeback before we kind of move on is – uh, a, we have some time to, to fill before March 7th, so I think we are going to really like go in on that in a future episode, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and there's a, the episode with Lisa Kudrow, the What's the Tea episode with Lisa Kudrow is really fantastic, so that's going to give us a lot to talk about. But, oh, yeah. You know, the other thing I wanted to say about it was I, I watched season two first, and then I went back and started rewatching season one, which is a really interesting way to watch the show. Oh, yeah. Because it's because, 10 years. The, the, there are 10 years that separate them. This show is so brilliant. If you are not yeah. watching the comeback, maybe, Colin, I feel like we need to do a definitely do a podcast about season one and then maybe even season two as a separate episode. Because, yeah. uh, and maybe, you know, and, you know, extra, and, you know, if you don't want to watch the comeback, don't watch it. But it's, if you aren't watching it or if you haven't watched it, I mean, it is so crucial. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go for oh, it. Oh, no, it is. It's so brilliant. And it's so, I mean, if you, and especially if you watch it from the lens of drag, it's yeah. really, really exciting. And, and it's course, all scripted. It is all scripted, which is so mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's yeah. so mind. I mean, that's because she talks about that in the What's the Tea episode. That like, oh yeah, this isn't. I mean, you think it's all kind of improv, but like, right. It's all been scripted out. I mean, there's there's this one moment, uh, and and maybe you remember this, but there's this one point where she's she's kind of talking to the line producer about something and she's getting a little caught up and then she gets like her throat she's like her throat gets congested she goes I, I just think and then she pulls away and they caught and it's such you know what I'm gonna say it's nuance it is such oh, that's God. what I love about the comeback yes, it's just nuance. constant nuance yes. she's yes. doing and RuPaul is on it I mean there's yeah. so much to this show yeah. sorry okay we're gonna move on now for people that haven't seen it but if you have not seen the comeback please watch it please watch a couple of episodes or you know read an article about it so that you can follow along in our one of our podcasts in the coming weeks You'll be so glad you did. It is I can't I can't even for people who haven't seen the comeback. And I also know that if you start with season one, it's very difficult to get into it because Valerie is so annoying for the yeah. first and that's what's cool about okay, but then we'll stop. But that's what's great about watching season two and then going back to season one is season two, you're so much more on her side and you so you see Val underneath Valerie Cherish so right. much more. Right. And and there's just that amazing monologue when they're in the desert and she's like, Don't invite me to set oh it's that's gonna be the clip of the week. That Oh my it, god. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, God. Well, I mean, and I love I love when she reads. Anyway, sorry. She reads oh. for the audition. And fuck you and fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, it's and, – and, and then I'll stop. But the ending of the last episode of season two, I, I – it was oh, so God. moving. Falling. So Sobbing. moving. 
unbelievable. Yeah. For so many reasons. For so yeah. many reasons. Okay, we're moving it's, on. Okay, we're moving on. Like that's like this. If this gives you any indication of how amazing the comeback is, it's like it's this. It's it's. We talk about the comeback the way we talk about Dieter Ritz. This will be like it's just there's so much in there. I am Natalie waving Cole, a handkerchief, yeah. <laughs> waving a handkerchief at Lisa Kudrow right now. <laughs> I am I am at a bar ordering a two drink minimum and mozzarella sticks to see this show. <laughs> just like an all right, Mary throwback. Can I just get two orders of mozzarella two sticks orders. instead of a two drink? <laughs> yeah, what's the equivalent of two vodka sodas in mozzarella sticks? <laughs> I'll get that. I'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mary. So I'm just gonna spring this on you, Colin. I mentioned to you right before we started uh, podcasting that I had some season six trivia questions. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm Ooh, so excited. I didn't know this was happening. I didn't know this was happening. So um, uh, yeah. Colin, uh, for those uh, new listeners, uh, new Marys, um, Colin is somewhat of a guru on uh, RuPaul and can uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And when he lived in New York and we both lived in Astoria, we would often take the train home. And of course, everybody knows the train runs fucking local at night. Um, so we were on the train for a very long time. And so I, you know, I like to scratch itches. So uh, I, I would ask Colin questions. And uh, now we have continued the tradition. Uh, and I will be asking him some season six trivia questions to see if we can stump him. Uh, last time we did trivia, Colin did not do very well, so perhaps he can redeem himself this time. Are perhaps. you ready, Colin? Well, yes. Marco has just shown up to chew on my phone charger, so. Uh, um, but I think he's just representing my inner saboteur because I am totally ready. Uh, I'm so proud to see it. I'm so proud to see it. <laughs> All right, as they say, bitch, let's get into it. All right, you're born ready. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the rest is drag. Uh, that's Number <laughs> Question Sorry, <go> one. On. <laughs> question one. <laughs> Who is the youngest queen of season six? Oh. Oh. Oh, I I got this in the bag, Mary. Trinity K. Bonet. Okay, okay, I'm impressed. Uh, most people would say it's a door. Uh, I would but, have thought that, but I don't know. I'm I'm almost positive that Trinity's younger than her. Trinity is 22, or was 22, and Adore is 23. Okay, all right. All right, next question. Next mm-hmm. question, please. Uh, the next one is oldest. Who is the oldest queen of season six? Well, she acts like she is, but she ain't. It's not Bianca. It is the cool waters of Darien Lake. So why did you? I, well, I don't know. When I was researching this question, I thought it was vivacious. Oh, um, I I mean, I guess I would think that too, because vivacious, she she does have, she is an old school queen. Okay. But, okay. But I, something tells me it's Darien Lake. Something tells me. Yeah. I, you know why I think I know Oh, it that. is. It is Darien, yeah. for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, but you know what? I totally forgot about vivacious, so I could have gotten that easily wrong. I was just thinking of those two. Sorry, vivacious. Okay. So she's, she's timeless, you know. That's that's my excuse. Uh, so okay. So first two questions are easy, and we're gonna warm up. We have four more questions to go. Okay. What What is Jocelyn Fox's real name? Uh, well, I know that her last name is Jocelyn. That's how she got the name Jocelyn Fox. I think her first name is. 
You know what? I kept thinking it was Brandon, but that's the name of her her drag my wedding guy. Her first name is Patrick. Patrick Joslin. Okay, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, well Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Tap it out, Akila. Tap yeah, it out, Akila. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, all right. Next question, please. Uh, this is question number four. Who produced? Oh no, she better don't. Oh, it it wasn't Lucian. He didn't produce this. Uh, that would have been. I was. Just, I was about to say, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. No. He. You know. Oh, I know this because I bought the song because I was so obsessed with Trinity's rap. Uh, it was, uh, it was, what well, was RuPaul and DJ Shy Boy? DJ Shy Boy. You know, mm-hmm. when I first saw the episode, you're right, by the way. Um, I thought that DJ Shy Boy was just like RuPaul's DJ name that she just oh, kind God. of created. Yeah. But uh, then I then I researched DJ Shy Boy. Actually, he's done like a lot of. A lot of shit. Like he he did stuff for America's Next Top Model and video games and things. So, yeah. Wow. All right. I I don't want to interrupt the uh, trivia for a second, but I just wanted to show you on the camera that Marco is. I don't know if you can see him. He's like sitting here watching. He's a hands-on producer. A hands-on producer. Pause on. Pause on. (laughs) Pause on. He's gonna stop at some point. Jane. Jane. We need to cut this. Jane. (laughs) Jane. 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 I sounded like a crazy person. (laughs) That was a crazy person. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, it's interesting because the New York executive producer is hiding underneath a uh, a blanket. Oh, oh, Ella. Well, you know, he's the kind of producer. He's like, act like I'm not here. Just be natural. But it's like, yeah, laissez fair, right? Yeah, flase da. Yeah, flase da. Exactly. All right, moving on to trivia. Uh, we have two questions to go, and these two are advanced. All right. In the Opening episode part two, it is a party supplies challenge. Who got the princess party box? Oh. Oh, I got this. Tap it out, Akila. Tap it it out, Akila. Well, I know it was not Magnolia Crawford. It was, oh, it was, of course, it was Trinity K. Bonet because she did that Star Wars princess business and she blew that anthrax at the the judges. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. Okay, I'm thanks. Impressed. Yeah, uh, yeah. That one. A, bo- a little bonus question. Mm-hmm. A bonus question. What was Bianca's box? Old and dusty. But um, bump, 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 bump. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, she was the. Uh, she Her was legs the, open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was. Uh, bats are flying out. It was. Uh, it was the luau. It was the luau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pink with a with an apple in his mouth. Okay. That's um, right. Yeah. Who? Okay. Last question. Who were the guest judges on Drag Race Me to Hell? Oh. Okay. Um, let me think about now, this. Tap it out, Akilah. Tap it out. I'm tapping it. I'm tapping it out. I okay. Oh, okay. Well, the obvious one, Linda Blair. Linda Blair. She was and she was being very on. She was very happy to be on television. She was horrifying. She was horrifying. She was yeah. She was very much somebody who hasn't started anything in a while. Uh, oh and oh 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 the other one of course uh, Lena Headey from Game oh, of Thrones. Oh my favorite. Yes, mm-hmm. Lena Headey from Game of Thrones, Queen's. Yes. Yes, which, which you, you know, still haven't watched. It's a shame. It's too violent. I, it's too much. It's too much. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Oh, hi, Marco. Okay, 
paws on. Yeah, yeah. Tail, he's... tail, tail. Okay, tail. Right. The tail yeah, is like... now in the camera. <laughs> you know, Marco, tail you're is... a really you're an invasive producer. You're really inhibiting the creative flow here. If you could, <laughs> like, he's so he's, he's standing. I he's need to stand... know that I'm being heard. I need to know that I'm being heard right now. <laughs> Am I being heard? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. He just got off the table. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, that works. Okay. So uh, before we get into the episode, I just want to let our Marys know that we're going to recap the reunion episode. And then we have some categories uh, that we wanted to feature of our bests, right? Our best look our best lip sync, favorite queen, favorite mini challenge, and the list goes on. So uh, look forward to that after the root cap. If you don't want to listen to the root cap, you could just kind of skip forward a little bit and we will be doing the categories. But I highly recommend not skipping forward uh, because we are going to jump in to this. And I'm going to take it personally if you skip ahead. So uh, I'm just going to put that out there. So before we get into the recap, I have to say that these, these live reunion episodes Whenever I like, I'm watching it for the first time, and really any subsequent time, but definitely at the first time I watch it, I I am just on the edge of my teeth in terms of cringe because like mm. the 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 possibility of cringe on these on these live reunions is just I don't know what it is. There's so- well, you know what you know. I'll tell you what I think it is is that at least for some of these queens, they first of all these reunions are uh, rehearsed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many of the interviews that you're seeing have already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether RuPaul was there or not, we don't really know. But uh, at least for the camera crew and for the peop- the production crew, like it's a show. So they need to have a dress rehearsal. So there is a dress rehearsal crowd. It might be the same crowd, but oftentimes it's actually not. Um, so there is a dress rehearsal and then and then they go through it. So. That also that might be a factor that some of these queens kind of already said these answers. So for mm. me, like when I'm when I'm listening to a uh, Magnolia or even an April, it, it does kind of sound uh, like this. Oh, especially Laganja, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. School uh, as obviously. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> School as fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, I let's let's make that happen. Hashtag school is fun. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I just feel like uh, that 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 lends itself to some cringiness, right? Where you know that this is a little canned. Yeah, and I think you know, of course, like one of my least favorite things in the world is audience participation, and I'm always just like, oh god, like and like the there's Colin, just that... you're such a party pooper. I I know, I know, I know, I know, but audience participation and like like whenever Rue and it wasn't really that bad in this this episode, but in other reunions, Marco is now underneath my chair, like clawing at it. He, oh, he's the worst. Um, Maybe he needs to be fired by our senior executive producer. Ella. Do you hear that? Do you hear that, Marco? You're not even you're you're not senior. You're kind of like your co your co producer at best. Junior, junior, junior producer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's definitely not doing a great job with this episode. Um, but <laughs> in other reunions, it's been worse. But whenever Rue kind of like cuts to like one of like the queens, like family members or friends, I'm like, oh god, please don't. And actually, no, it did happen once this episode. And we'll talk about it when it happens. But it's like, oh, please let this be over. Please don't try to like do anything on, on because you're on television. Just don't try to be funnier than the drag queens. Just be there and be a part of it and know that you're not the star. You know what I mean? You mean the people in the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you know, right. You're this right. isn't about you, you know? 
so th- there's just that element. There's just that there. Maybe that makes me a party pooper. Whatever. Um, I, I also wanted to frame um, our discussion uh, and how I'm going to kind of look at it in the sense that um, something very interesting about this episode is that this is the longest that we see RuPaul in drag uh, on an episode of Drag Race. And mm. as you mentioned earlier to me before, it's actually the closest that these drag queens are next to RuPaul in drag. So, yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's I, I kind of walk away with that question uh, or not question that idea. And I'm like, well, OK, what what can we learn from seeing RuPaul in drag, like doing her drag? Like this is her main challenge. Yeah, no. Right. I mean, it's it's the longest that she's in drag. She's you know, she can't kind of like, you know, not have heels on behind the table. You know, what I mean, like she's got to be in the full monster. And I mean, the, the biggest takeaway I had from seeing her in drag next to all these girls is that she in every sense of the word, just towers over everybody else. I mean, just, she is a formidable figure, especially in drag, because the heels and the hair are adding to who's already a very tall person. But just the energy of, you know, Mother Rue, it's right. it's just so, in, yeah, it's really, you know, literally seeing her next to them. She literally is towering over them. But it's so symbolic, you know, that she just is... Yeah leaps and miles of you know leaps and bounds above these other queens uh it's really amazing it it makes the not live episode that they had for all stars Mm -hmm. uh also even more telling right because they were all sitting the whole time and it wasn't live yeah so it was oh there was something different right rupaul didn't seem as big in all yeah 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 yeah, totally and you know there's something that's interesting that didn't she didn't seem as big and i wonder if there's a certain energy of like the way RuPaul is with like, like an original season of Queens versus these All Stars girls that she kind of knows and you know mm. has a has a different opinion of like the because within you know this this season six you know pack of Queens is there's cl- clearly some Queens that RuPaul doesn't think very much of as much as she does the other girls you know right. it's like you can kind of feel that she's she keeps a distance with them that we don't see like. The way she talks to Bianca or the way that she talks to Alaska, like some, you know, or Alyssa, these queens that she's had on the podcast, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You know, we, I think we talked about yeah. this last week that she treats Bianca like a contemporary. And sure. uh, it's very different from how she talks to and treats to a lot of these other girls. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, and I think that goes with just knowing the experience of the queens and mm-hmm. acknowledging that, right? RuPaul acknowledges that Roy has put Roy Haylock has put in many many hours into this 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 work this job mm-hmm. uh, and and you know is not just a drag queen right there's so right. much more to that person and that struggle and you know no it, it's it's the acknowledgement of RuPaul of of their stories I think is very validating for them. yeah oh absolutely yeah I think that's a big I mean, it's such a big theme on the show is just recognizing and they were talking about this a little bit in that what's the tea episode with Lisa Kudrow that I was listening to this morning is like and we'll we'll of course dive into this on our comeback episode but I guess Lisa Kudrow was doing kind of a follow-up to the it gets better series of really like bringing people in to record videos including rupaul of like well how does it get better what do you oh my god oh my god oh god yeah what do you have to do to get you know what is it what is oh my god i have so much to say about that it gets better campaign right and i think rupaul has said this or somebody said this and i say this certainly but it's not that it gets better it's that you get better Mm -hmm. or you get better at dealing with it right 
um, it, it, it's not that it gets better because it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, and that does come up in that episode. And so, yeah, it's so uh, false. Yeah, it is. And but I think what was interesting from that conversation was, and and what I like is that. I don't know, Michelle kind of pushes RuPaul with this of like, you talk about all these kind of ideas of like change and shifts of consciousness and all these things. It's like, but how? How? You need to give people strategy because nobody knows yeah. how to cross that. You need to build a bridge to what you're talking about yeah. and make sure. it accessible. And so, oh, um, and so I think acknowledging these queen stories and acknowledging what it took to get there and validating those stories is kind of part of all of that, you know? Yeah, and I think the reunion um, in a sense in the Disney sense, tries to do that, right? With mm -hmm. each queen, revisiting each queen and kind of interviewing them and editing it down, but definitely interviewing them and asking them, you know, what you learn, what are you doing now? It's kind of like, okay, well, let's take off the, it's a chance to take off the character. And as we'll see, some of them don't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's, you know what, Colin, bitch, get into it. Let's, let's yeah. do this. Let's, let's jump in and we could talk about the two queens that popped out of RuPaul's big opening, yeah. uh, which I love, that line. Um, Kelly Mantle and Magnolia were interviewed first. Do you, um, you want to like maybe talk about their looks first and then talk about their interviews? The, we'll go queen by queen and just talk about what we thought about how they looked. Sure. I mean, I, it, when, it, when it's notable about how they looked, I'll, I'll certainly chime in. I, um, Magnolia, uh, I thought she looked uh, – she reminded me of uh, – uh, uh, Miss Kasha Davis. Yeah, well, Kelly's look didn't have like a huge impact on me, but Magnolia, like I, like this is I love this kind of drag. I love this Blanche Devereaux drag. Like this yeah, is, you yeah, know, it's fun. It was fun, and I really, I mean, we talked about Magnolia before that I think there's something about her that isn't translating, and she's not willing to translate it. Mm. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Like own your thing, you know, but like just recognize that, like. The, part of this whole RuPaul's Drag Race experience is kind of like showing the man beneath behind the curtain, so to speak, mm -hmm. and so yeah, showing what the artist is doing, why they're doing it, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like like we we appreciate Dela and Trinity so much because we see why they're doing the drag that they're doing. Right, 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 exactly. And I think that Magnolia is a queen that's not going to show you what's going on behind the curtain, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, RuPaul's and maybe it's because it's it. Uh, and this is going back to kind of a RuPaul thing and validating stories. It's like, well, we maybe maybe Magnolia doesn't really know why she does the things she does. She 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 certainly knows why her drag looks the way it does, but she hasn't connected that to who she is as an artist. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I I would be so curious because I I could also see the flip side of Magnolia having like a total thesis for for you know or or what's his name Reynolds having a total thesis for who Magnolia Crawford is and just kind of being like I'd rather show than tell, you know? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And, I don't. And know if, I respect that completely. I yeah. I don't know if it's getting picked up, but I'm currently trying to shake a water bottle at Marco because he won't stop scratching the chair I'm sitting at. He's being such a cunt right now. And, oh, yeah. well, Colin, you know, don't let it distract you. Uh, if anything, you know, just let it happen. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, water off a cat's back, it's, which is yeah. what just happened. Uh, just um, spill some water on him. Uh, yeah. So uh, Kelly Mantle was interviewed first. Uh, and the first thing when they – because they showed the clips of each queen – uh, mm -hmm. before they're interviewed. And what I loved about Kelly's is that it started with the most cringeworthy moment uh, for her 
which is the you all ready to rock woo oh yeah woo right, put these back on yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i loved about what the note that i took about this interview is is what rupaul says when introducing kelly she says a queen who could bring home the bacon but couldn't quite fry it up in the pan which is <laughs> Such an it's such an old reference, like it's a reference to like an early '80s uh, perfume commercial called Enjolie, and it's this. No whole, way! Oh yeah, and I love it because it's so obscure. But it's um, it's this woman singing. You know, she can she can bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan and never let him forget that he's still a man. Like it's so wow, fucking. Wow, my mind is blown. Yep, it's so, and I'll post the clip on. Uh, on Twitter, but it's it's such a fucking like problematic. <laughs> it's the word commercial, and and I just I mean I love. And RuPaul that, took it and, and put it on its head, right? And then didn't didn't like shine a spotlight on it. Was like, but was just like I'm going to throw this reference in here, and if you mm. get it, you get it. And oh, I just think, brilliant. oh, I I hope that people don't stop making references to this commercial. It's so. It's like it just made me think about like oh thank you RuPaul we talked about with Charlie Hyde's doing the oh. the sparkle nearly sparkle reference I'm like oh right. these old references I don't want them to get lost they're such a great part of drag uh, and oh sure and sure. I know that I think like, about I think about a queen like Lipsinka right yeah who is keeping so many references alive through her campy drag yeah and I just that to me I was so impressed because it's like. I don't want to be arrogant, but I was like, I have to believe that a lot of people in this audience don't know what she's referring to because it just. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. you know, and and it's not because people are ignorant. It's just a very obscure reference, and it's a ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's really, I'm, I'm really, I was grateful for that. But um, um, I I wanted to bring up one of another little cringy thing. I Kelly, I I really have nothing against Kelly. I just. If somebody wrote whatever she was going to write, Ugh. she kind of missed the joke here because she said uh, she's like, oh, I failed to men or I did. I she said I failed to mention uh, or I didn't tell you that I took costume design in college, but I failed to mention I made an F. Like it was she said I failed to mention or I failed dot dot dot, and it's like okay, that's the joke. And right. then she said to mention I made an F, and I'm like right. The same joke, <laughs> right? Right, like that didn't go anywhere new. Oh, Kelly, you're well, so talented, Kelly, and I I don't know who wrote that for her. Maybe she just got tripped up on you know from being on a live stage. I don't know what it was. Maybe I mean I took the note that Kelly is she's so I talk about like rep like throwbacks, but she's such a '90s female comedian. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's so just like at the comedy store in 1994, like talking about trying to date in the '90s. Like she has that quality. <laughs> You know, and I don't even hate that. I kind of love that era of like the the 80s, 90s, like stand up comedy boom and like female comedians of that time. Right, 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 right. Like, oh, I met a man and uh, we went out on a date. He opened up the door for me. I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, know. get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's so, I mean, we talk about like the, we, we refer to that Rita Rudner quote about like, there's nothing funny about someone who's good looking and confident. But Rita Rudner sure. is the perfect example of this kind of like 90s female comedian pre-sex in the city you know yeah yeah right, right yeah but kelly gives me that and i don't hate it but like i don't know oh, if i love it yeah i love but i don't know if she's trying to be a throwback versus that's just what kelly mantle is you know yeah. what i mean yeah we'll see who knows yeah um and um then, so then yes go ahead oh well we kind of talked about this already but i had just kind of uh i kind of written down that like magnolia refuses to break character uh, when it comes to asking about her nose, like she stays in character. And I have to, I mean, 
people could knock her for that. RuPaul clearly wasn't into it, but I got to give credit. I was like, if this is what you're doing and you're committed, you know, yeah. I can't be mad at it. Like it's yeah. because, yeah. because she doesn't break it. It really forces you to just kind of see, okay, this is this character and it's a right. fabulous character. It's a great character. Yeah. Magnolia I enjoy Crawford. the character. I, you know what yeah. I don't, what I didn't like about her interview is uh, she did create an awkward moment of when she said she didn't watch the season. Oh, And I, yeah. I couldn't tell if she was serious or if Rue knew that this was going to happen. I didn't know what this banter was. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel uncomfortable because she she basically said, you know, I can't answer your question, Rue, because I didn't answer the, because I didn't watch the season. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Say something else. Yeah, well, you know, and I think it's true that she didn't. I feel like there is another podcast that she did or there was um something that she was on where she talked about not watching it and then like watching that episode like watching the one episode she was on and i i can't even remember what where this happened the the universe of this happening but i think that's all true and i think that she had even said like the way that they kind of edited like the runway critiques of her it was like totally they edited it to make it look a lot worse than it really was, which doesn't sure. surprise me in the least because right. no way. that's what she was giving them, you know? Oh. Uh, uh, you know, another uh, Valerie Cherish moment happened actually uh, in this man. little interview when <laughs> Kelly Mantle's like, oh, well, you can come over and, you know, watch it on my DVR. And then, like, in the background, you, while RuPaul, I think, was talking, the music was coming up, Magnolia says, well, aren't they online? <laughs> right? And then people are just clapping over her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. It was so... Those are the moments. It's those things that happen that I just go, oh, God. Oh, the opportunity for that kind of, like, misfire. Is right. Misfire. Just, That's what it is. Yeah. Misfire. It's so ripe in these these reunions. But it, that was so Val- Valerie Cherish. I think... Maybe that's what I like about Magnolia is she kind of has a similar Val- Valerie Cherish quality to her. Um, in, in the sense of what, misfiring or being edited poorly? or I think in, there's a sort of um, – there's, there's a sort of delusion, I think, that I think they both kind of perform at times. There's this sense of what's really happening – what they think is happening versus what really is happening. I think Valerie is a lot more self-aware or certainly grows to be a lot more self-aware. Sure. But like sure. at certain points, they, I feel like um, it's, this, it's this performance. It's a woman performing a woman in a way. Like I think Magnolia Crawford oh, okay. is, a, okay. is a guy yeah. performing a woman performing a persona. Performing a woman. Yeah, yeah. a persona, sure. Yeah, right. uh, oh, that's, that's that isn't very, real. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we we keep saying we're not going to talk about the comeback, but like it it's such oh my god, it's just such a bears okay. repeating. It bears repeating. It just it is what it is. So uh, next up, we get to see Vivacious in April again, mm, and uh, yes, honey. I mean, it's all of. I mean, we'll talk about Vivacious first. It is it is all about. I love that she gets credit for the walk. You know, yes. I mean, all that or, all yes. that ornation talk was cute, but it's like let's get to the meat of the matter. Right, right, right. And Vivacious says I, a quote that I, I think goes unnoticed. And yes. she says, old school way. It's the old school way, honey. We going to walk and give you hips for your nerve. We're going to sissy it and chasse and chante it right down the runway, honey. And yes. I, just hips hips for your nerve. Like, why isn't that a hashtag? <laughs> I know. I know. That was the note I took because I just love hips for your nerve. Because that's what it is. I love I love oh, that expression. It's, it's, I love that expression so much because it's why I think I love drag and why I love queens like Vivacious because it comes my nerve. Like when when right. they give me hips 
like that for right. my nerve. Like, right. you know, it's like, oh, of course. This is why I can be a gay man in the world. I have right. the nerve to be gay and out and proud because the hips like that, honey. Yes. <laughs> hips for your nerve is, I like, for your nerve is, like, one of, I love that. It's one of my favorite, like... <laughs> expressions it's like and i don't even have to fully get it because i think there's so many interpretations it's just fabulous sure, sure. we could co-opt it and make so many different totally uh, things about it i you know yeah. but credit where credit is due it is vivacious 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 mother yeah. has arrived yeah and she you know and i could i don't even care what her look is it's like all right yeah, it's vivacious whatever she's got that like you know that that cardboard moon on her head but I, like well, it's just so no, good. It's it's her look, you know. Vivacious, totally. I think is a, is a noteworthy queen, Colin. And I, I know that I'm biased because I love vivacious. But to be eliminated second or third, I guess uh, whatever you want to say is, mm-hmm. and to be this outstanding and this talked about, yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty awesome. I mean, because I don't re- really talk about who was uh, eliminated third in many other seasons. It's true. No, and Vivacious, I mean, when we talk about different types of drag that are getting represented in terms of the canon of RuPaul's Drag Race Queens, she is, she stands out. I mean, she's yep. really special. I think, um, it. you know, I'm, I'm very, very curious to see, you know, if anyone is going to kind of, like we talked about Sasha Valore, like if she's going to give us some of that Club Kids stuff for mm-hmm. season nine, you know, like... Sasha. Yeah, and I, I just, I'm... I really do love, even if it's not full-on Club Kid, I love the references to it. I love a nod to it. And Vivacious wasn't just a nod to it. She was it. And I think it was so great that she was on the show. So she stands out just because she is one of a kind of these now, you know, 112, 13 queens, you know? Uh, Oh, my God. No one else. For her to make a name for herself like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about in the past, and I never really followed up on it but i'd love to find old clips of vivacious if they exist from like you know mm-hmm. the heyday of the club kids i'd love to see if we could see vintage vivacious. She's, like I, I wonder if she ever performed with like kevin kevin aviance and, mm-hmm. and 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 performed with that i know that she did do a show i think uh, we talked about this over the summer but she did do a show with alexis oh really Michelle. Oh, yeah. Alexis Lives? I think yeah. I, I, Alexis Lives. I think I told you about this, and you're like, oh, you have to go to that show, and like I had to work or something. Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I'd love to see Vivacious live. I mean, there's that one, we talked about that that one lip sync she did at Showgirls and WeHo with the fan, the I Got My Education lip sync. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I, without skipping over April, I just, I mean, the because I just want to talk more about Vivacious, so I'll just say about April that it was. Uh, I'll go back to Vivacious in a second, but uh, April I didn't really have much to say. I mean, it was great that we got to see the looks that she tweeted of what she would have done in the mm. season. She uh, looked amazing. The she gems looked all amazing. over her face and her neck. Yeah, yeah. She's meant to win All Stars too. It's kind of sad looking back at that, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. I think that she's really, really talented. You know in terms of visuals when she said she was going to do pregnant kim kardashian for snatch game i was like girl mm. kim kardashian stop doing these people who aren't funny yeah. stop yeah. yeah uh but her rue look was awesome i love her choice for which, oh like, yeah oh. that was great and i love that it was pants you know um, i love a queen oh, in pants yeah fair yeah. fair fair yeah but i mostly am bringing that up so i can go back to vivacious because the best part of the reunion hands down was that walk. Oh my God. Oh my that God. And it walk. lasted like seven seconds and it was so brilliant. 
Uh, so brilliant. It, it needs to be a GIF. It needs to be something that's just on loop. Uh, yep. She's, uh, yeah, it's everything. It's, it's everything. everything. And what's, what's so amazing about drag and about ball culture is that you can incite that much emotion by just walking down yeah. the Oh, it, it's it, all she's doing is it's just it's not it it's just it's it's such an interesting performance the performance of ah. walking it's so, oh with the hip and then the, the legs and then the arm and I oh. I was I was like this is this, people need to take notes yes people need to take notes and watch this and embody this because yeah. this to me this to me is expression this to me is nuance right mm. where so much is said in seven seconds ladies and gentlemen i just want to make a note here that it wasn't me saying nuance it was johnny saying <laughs> nuance and i'm so proud to see it i'm so proud to see it <laughs> I am. Thank you. It is so validating when somebody else calls out that nuance. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the one thing I wanted to add is, you know, I the music that they played for the walk is one of my. It's such a great clip. They use that same clip of music in the season seven um, that the Dancing with the Stars challenge with Violet and Katya when they did the tango right, 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 Vogue, right, right. which is one of my favorite moments. I mean, granted, season seven is not my favorite season, but it's one of my favorite moments of Drag Race is that moment when they break from tango into vogue because the music is so good and those two just like transition so perfectly into this like amazing choreography but that song you know i went and looked it up it's on the born naked so uh uh album and it's called adrenaline and they actually use it in the um the bitch perfect challenge in season eight which i did watch recently take a drink oh, oh Right. <laughs> it's a great song. I mean, you know, RuPaul, sometimes we don't love her songs. Adrenaline by RuPaul is... Well, uh, I do love Adrenaline, yeah. Adrenaline, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's so, it's Give so, me excuse one me. Shot, one right? shot, It's so very, excuse me, do you know when the beat's going to drop? It's so good, like that. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse do me. Do you know when the beat's going to drop? Do you know when the beat's going to drop? For people that don't know, Colin has a line of tote bags, and one of them has, excuse me... Do you know when the beat is going to drop? Yeah, yeah, which I forgot about that fact. And I was like, I'm getting my tote bag stuff shipped. My parents are sending it. They're sending all my oh, stuff. Oh, fabulous. Colin, we have to make, uh, we have to send our Marys some All Right Mary tote bags. That's what I'm saying is like, girl, all I'm trying to say Faux is free. merch. Faux free. Faux free. <laughs> free 99. It's merch. Merch Mary. Merch, 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 merch. Merch Mary. What is Ladies it? What is it? Uh, what is, oh, diversify, diversify, diversify. Yeah, yeah, multiple income streams. Yeah, totally. So we... Even though we won't make any money off of it. Anyway. Oh God, I made no money. I mean, the cost of labor and, and parts to make these tote bags, I didn't make shit on them. But it was a lot of fun. And I'm Well, you did. I will say, I will toot your own horn here because you won't. But you did sell... For a short period of time, a line of tote bags at Ricky's in New I York did. City at, th at three locations. So that's pretty outstanding. And you made some money off of those. Mm -hmm. Used to sell them at uh, the flea markets. Uh, that's how we met. We met yeah. at a Long Island City flea market. That's so, right. So, uh, you know, you – yeah. yeah he, uh, Colin has done multiple tote bags and his best-selling ones are Golden Girls tote bags. So, yes. you yeah. know, bitch get into it. Those totally. I'll, maybe I can I can post a link or something of some of the designs. There's some drag race ones as well that uh, that were in the mix that did pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I uh, so yes, tote bags are coming. I think all right, Mary. Tote bags, t-shirts, they can all happen. They can uh, all happen. Uh, can although all happen. I will say this: if you follow us on Twitter, you deserve a free. Oh no, 
you, if you follow us on Twitter and give us a rating on iTunes, thank you, you deserve you deserve a free tote bag and or t-shirt. Thank you. I was just gonna say is like I don't know who I need to butter up for some iTunes reviews, but <laughs> if, if, a, if an all right Mary tote bag would grease the wheel, then girl, grab the Crisco. Uh, oh God! You know I will say this: I have an all right Mary T-shirt that I still can't fit into. <laughs> that's true. You do have the you have the original all right Mary merch. Which, that's right. That's yeah. right. And you know, it, well, one day we'll talk about why I started saying all right Mary. Yeah, uh, we've never they, done the we'll, origin story. Yeah, we'll tell that. We'll, tell, well, we have some episodes to kill before season yeah. nine. So, tell yeah. Okay, yeah. moving on. Uh, sorry, we were porching. Um, mm-hmm. Gia Gunn. Gia Gunn, one of my favorite queens. And yeah. I do kind of love uh, how this interview paints her and the story that we see of Gia Gunn. Because she finally makes amends for the things she was saying about milk, how she was kind of ignorant. She... She, she she understands her humor was taken the wrong way. Um, and, you know, she she says she's finally able to validate queens like milk. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked seeing there was a level of self-awareness to Gia. And, and like, I was like, oh, I like this. You, I, I, I really enjoyed seeing her again as well. I liked the energy that she was giving off. And I liked that she could still give you that Gia gun. Yeah, thing. The, the character, the, the armor. You know, we did a mm-hmm. we did a little. um uh, I think we did uh, – we praised Gia in one episode of our podcast. Probably early on, our, yeah. Oh, yeah, one of our spotlight queens, our queen of the week. Um, mm-hmm. And she – you know, she is – she's actually an outstanding queen. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot to her, uh, much more than meets the eye. Uh, you know, she is struggling with um, her own identity, her own gender identity. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy her. I think she's super smart. You know, she knows a lot of languages. Yeah, I don't think that it's all just shallow and, and vapid. I think that she just needed to be told, like, hey, look at this. Look at this. You right, know? right. Well, you know, when, I, when, when she talks about, like, doing kabuki, like, when they were in that one episode when she talked about it, it's like, oh, that was like, oh, you, okay, there's more going on. I, yeah. And I'm willing to give you that. And I'd love to see what all you got to offer. Like, I don't think Gia Gunn, I think she's, I think she's probably got a lot of talent. You know, I mean, she's uh, just that energy. It's, it's kind of like all of that energy that she has in, in, uh, in throwing shade and, and, and being so on. It's like RuPaul talks about this so much of like channeling that energy from one thing you're good at into something else. And so mm-hmm. oh, maybe yeah. Gia Gunn has kind of like, she has a very deep well of energy and it's like, how else can she channel it in a more constructive way? Uh, to to further her drag or improve who Gia Gunn is, and I think mm-hmm. we kind of start to see that this episode, which was nice. Yeah. So then we go over to to Milk, who what I love is that she's doing she's like eighty percent glam, twenty percent gross, and I <laughs> love that. I just because Milk can do it. I she, especially if you if you are following her on Instagram, if you've seen some of the stuff she's done recently, I think. You know, a, a great example of Milk just doing like amazing drag is I think the season eight reunion. Take a drink, season eight reference. Uh, <laughs> she showed up in this like Mark Jacobs kind of like ninety percent boy drag, ten percent drag drag. Uh, it just like Milk is so talented at at doing so many different types of looks, and mm. I love that there was this idea of like, oh, Milk's going to show up to the reunion and she's finally g- going to give you the glamour that you want to see. But she doesn't really. She does it, but it's a little bit ugly still. It's a little bit weird. There's something off about it on purpose. Sure, sure, and on I, purpose. On, right. all, all totally on purpose. I don't right. think... I it's think like she's, the illusion, it's, she's, she's almost like 
yes, this is an illusion, right? Yeah, yeah. She's she's definitely still like a monster in a dress, you know? And I, because mm-hmm. I think she says that very early on when she's kind of introducing herself in season six is like, Milk is big and scary. And I love that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think makes Milk so exciting to me is that she does all these things, but there's this big and scary quality. There's this yeah. like fairy tale monster quality to Milk. Right, that, and it. And and it does a body good. Oh, it does. I mean, well, that's what they talk about in her interview, that milk is, uh, people are thirsty for milk out of drag. Mm-hmm. And now I guess apparently uh, it's going to be Alexis Michelle. So. Oh, absolutely. Alexis Michelle is, they're they are drooling for her on the RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race subreddit. So watch out, milk. Uh, and so I, is Nick. And so is Nick from Squirrel Friends. So. Oh, that's, of course, you, you know, you've Should been... Be yeah, yeah, you, you you were going you were going hog wild on uh, Nick a couple episodes ago. I think he's taken. So um. well, no, I was saying Nick. Is, well, yes, that's all true. Um, I don't even know what he looks like, but uh, yeah. So no, but Nick is into Alexis Michelle. Oh, I thought you were talking about Nick being a well. Well, Nick, maybe maybe that's another thing that's true. Maybe people are you know people are dick picking for you too. I don't know. You know, we don't feel threatened. Uh, no one knows what we look like, so we could be. I mean, we could just be disgusting. We could just I'm be grotesque. like, I'm yeah, grotesque. we're we're both housebound. So, <laughs> I ran nine miles this morning. I am not housebound. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did not, but um, <laughs> I did not run nine miles. Hair so flip. Th- I ran nine miles. Hair flip. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> NBD. Uh, but yes, no, I I. I can definitely say I'm, Alexis Michelle is he's very good looking out of drag. I I'll give him that. Uh, it's all it's all well earned. So, uh, but anyway, this is not about Alexis Michelle. We'll talk about you in a couple of weeks, girl. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say before we move on from Milk is I really like I like the way that Milk was interacting with RuPaul. There was this really there's something about the the way the queens interact with RuPaul and whether they kind of are obviously a little intimidated by her. Like it comes across as maybe a bit of sucking up, but they're just intimidated. And Milk didn't seem intimidated at all by RuPaul. Sure, sure. She pointed at her. Oh, the pointing. Uh, at one moment. Yeah, I love that. When she was talking about her making coin, she just pointed. Yeah, right. it was like they were in on the joke together. Totally, totally. I thought that was really cute. And so next up, we revisit two uh, two very special queens, Laganja Estranja and Trinity K. Bonet. I loved how RuPaul introduced them. She said, uh, you know, two queens, one came uncorked, yeah. and the second uh, revealed a secret stash of drama mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate she couldn't say one came uncorked and the other came unhinged. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not to be Darian Lake one-upping RuPaul's one-liners, but... (laughs) Put a cork in it. No, really. Put a cork in it. (laughs) But that would have been fabulous. Uh, So when they were talking to Laganja, which when RuPaul was talking to Laganja, who was still doing that fucking character, and it was... I, you know, at the end of the day, she's, I don't know if she was woke yet, but she also might have been like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this character and save face. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was, it was a choice, Uh, though it it did give us one of the best moments of the season slash reunion is cutting to Michelle in the audience, not having it. Not having it. And I love it. You know what? I am with Michelle. I am on her side with that. I agree. I would. I'm, that she. That is such a great reaction gif of like. Yeah. Her just like not having this. Like I just yeah. love it. I I had so much love for Michelle in that moment because I just mm. felt like 
that is the perspective I'm on board with. It's like, ugh, I'm yeah, this. and you know, I I want to reiterate that like, it, I don't hate Laganja. I certainly don't hate Jay, the boy underneath. Like, oh. I certainly don't. I think it's more, and I and I know that Michelle probably comes from this the same way. Is that it's just exhausting to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, girl, like I don't I don't understand what you don't get. We just want to talk to you. Right, right. Well, and and that's I, th- I agree. I, it's not. This is not anything about the performer. Right. You're you're a brilliant performer. You're a brilliant dancer. You have a mm-hmm. lot to say, and you're just not saying it. Right. And I think that when when Laganja got kind of real about Alyssa and like how much you know she loves Alyssa, it was mm-hmm. like this is what people keep saying is like that's you that's who i want to see that's who i connect with it's like when i feel you putting it down putting down the laganja you know kiki voice and just getting real it's like oh this is really nice this is a queen i want to get to know but right i'm, I'm what's, not well you know what's interesting is that most of laganja's um real moments she's crying and, yeah. and perhaps that's that's what she's hiding, right? Is she's right. like, no, 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 I can't be myself. I can't be myself because you're just gonna see me crying. Yeah, and then what is that about? You know? Yeah, and, and what yeah. is? And then she has to face that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you when they cut to Alyssa in the audience, who is just like proud mom in the audience. I thought, well, <laughs> Laganja, you couldn't have a better drag mother. You yep. couldn't. You couldn't no. have a better drag mother. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. and I think Alyssa. As as much as Alyssa sometimes is painted as a little vapid, I think Alyssa wow. is is actually really aware and really smart. Mm-hmm. Well, I just when I think of Alyssa in that role, I think of Justin, the dance instructor. Justin, I, right, you know? right, right, right. And I think right. that is empowering there. people, empowering people, and mm-hmm. motivating them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about Alyssa, without going off on a total tangent, is that while she is so much a character, she's not playing a character. Oh, that's a great point. You know, that's like a great point. Like that, Laganja needs to see, right? Yeah, that, that she, she's not, she is a character, and that's who she is. Yeah, right. That's why. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's works almost so like well. what RuPaul said. RuPaul was like talking to her, and it's almost kind of like, oh my god, of course you're famous, Justin. Yeah, like, of course. This is you are outstanding, and right. you don't even know that you're doing it. You don't even know that you're doing it because this is just who you are. This is yeah. just you don't know any different, and it's yeah. just you're that a charming act- person. Yeah. yeah, it's an X factor. It's just it's that star quality that she just has as a as a performer, and so Barbara, please, Barbara, please. <laughs> oh my God, oh I, that makes me want to watch Snatch Game again just to watch that <laughs> that Alyssa Edwards playing jo- playing Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford playing Alyssa Edwards as Katya <laughs> <laughs> broke it down, just fucking fabulous. Um, so then uh, moving over to Trinity, who oh my God, that look, oh, God, ah. Oh. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I God, know. with the with the, the boobs painted and it kind of went up her leg and the hair and the the silver. Yeah. She was she was, she was giving me Game of Thrones. She was giving yep. me Xena. Mm-hmm. Oh, she it was just <laughs> fabulous. Like the whole concept of of the nude illusion and what she was doing with it. It oh God. She looked fucking fabulous. She just looked so great. And and what I love the most about this interview is that we talked about this last week when you can tell when RuPaul loves a queen. Mm-hmm. I mean, RuPaul loves Trinity. Yeah. I, you know, I took this note because this is like something I noticed is like when RuPaul says, you know, she says, I know that you're doing this whole Beyonce thing, but like, I think you should just keep being you because I love you, Trinity. And mm. when RuPaul tells the queen she loves them like that, it's special. It's different. She means that. It's you. She and, means that. and it's like, 
I often think that when she does that, she it's it's both an expression of genuine love and it's what a queen like that needs to hear. Like that's oh, exactly okay. what Trinity needed to hear. And I was well, it, not that we know what Trinity needs, but I feel like if I am feeling the way that Trinity is, and if I am empathizing with who that 22-year-old boy is, like, yes, that's what I, I need to hear, that RuPaul loves me, and that I definitely don't need to be a Beyonce impersonator. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, where she seemed to be on this journey and what she was doing, like, that's, yeah, I mean, hell, I'll, I don't care where you are. Hearing RuPaul tell you that she loves you, it's like, oh, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I ain't mad yeah. at that. So uh, the one thing, you know, I, I guess, you know, the other thing I guess we could say about Trinity is that she does, you know, she also she credits Bianca for kind of inspiring her to show up and it's you know it's just further cementing Bianca was just was the powerhouse of the season she she really was an influence on every queen there so uh it was nice to see Bianca get credit for that but moving on we our clip of the week of course was the drag herstory 101 which is uh which is the next clip and while you of course can't see this because it was an audio clip what i do love about that moment is when they're showing different queens and they're giving them like a little tagline uh of kind of like who they are in the drag world when it cuts to lady bunny she's credited as filthy bitch and i just <laughs> like that to me i love i love lady bunny and i love like she's such a fabulous butt of the joke you know what i mean mm. like she's it's and i love that rupaul just always tosses those in there so that was i thought that was great that was a nice little moment yeah and you know bianca even uh used her as the butt of a joke oh totally yeah, yeah. like yeah, Bi- oh, yeah yeah bianca's impression of lady bunny is <laughs> so fabulous <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they sing that song, This Is Our Land and We Are the Queens. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, you know, they end it with Don't Take Yourself So Seriously and they sing back rolls. Right. It was a funny little moment. Yeah. Thank God. Right. Right. I was kind of like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I needed an insulin shot. It was just getting way (laughs) too sweet for me. So (laughs) I'm glad. I hope you brought a sweet tooth because (laughs) this candy hoe is in a motherfucking house. Oh, and if you taste it and you get too close (laughs) in the kitchen. The fire will burn you. So. Watch Stay out. in the kitchen. Watch out. Watch out. I'm coming for you, Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this has been another rendition of Candy Ho tries to make a point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that queen. I know. <laughs> so we we move on. I mean, uh, the one the one note I just had that I noticed, and I noticed this throughout the, the episode, is those, those um, reunion dancers, like the pre-commercial dancers... Some of the, they're very the, talented. They're, they're very, very talented. talented. Some of it is just like fucking Mortal Kombat up there. Like there's a very specific type of dancing <laughs> that they're doing. It's it's very sure. like it it's 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 just intense. And maybe it's just because it's so far from my world. I don't move like that. You know, you know what it reminds me of for any showgirls fans? It just reminds yes. me of No Meme Alone dancing at uh where do they go oh the club that they go to yes yes it's that (laughs) violent dancing fast violent dancing what am i doing kind of dancing yeah right right there's there's just like a yeah there's just a karate move for every beat it's just (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot i but you know it takes talent different places you know different different places you know Of course like the only like the only other showgirls quote i could think to immediately say is Everybody got AIDS and shit, which is just like, 
<laughs> it's just a dark ride. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we were just talking about Trinity. I might want to just move on. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have. She's, she's I know, but you know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> before we slide into that ditch, um, <laughs> before we just. <laughs> Before the apple cart goes right in the river, let's talk about Jocelyn, Ben, and Darian. Yeah, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Jocelyn, Jocelyn's out. You know, I don't have much to say about Jocelyn. It was just a sweet little interview. Uh, Hong Kong, keep it fancy. You know, Hong Kong. Yeah, she's very charming. I think that Boston accent just sells it for me. Uh, Mm. I mean, it was it was the same thing I felt about Jocelyn all season. I'm just very charmed by her. I think sure. that she's, you know, I think she's a sweet queen. It's nice to see her again. She looked good. You know, her makeup looked good. Uh, yeah. yeah it's nice she, to see as far as I know, she's the only queen that has uh, a nickname for Rue that she uses often, Ruzy Q. Oh, which I think is adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so then we move on to Ben, who is – I kind of feel like, oh, this is finally Ben in drag. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. I thought yeah. it was great. I just, yeah. you know, the, the the thing that I took away from this is that Dela is so positive, and I feel like Dela, when even the moment that Dela walked into the workroom and was greeted by who was it, a door, uh, it, it was greeted with resistance. And I feel like, and I feel like this in my own life that when that that a lot of people don't know how to take positivity, mm-hmm. and when they encounter positivity, especially gay men. They just want to tear it down. They ju- they find it dumb. They find it even naive, yeah. off-putting, uncool to not be bitter and jaded. And it's actually – and this is props to Dela for having this kind of platform. It's actually pretty radical to be positive yeah. in this world, in this world right now especially, even though Donald Trump wasn't president when Dela was you know, talking about this. But it's actually pretty radically positive in this world. And I wonder what would happen if more people were just fucking positive for once. Just, just for once, we greeted each other with open arms as opposed to knives. Yeah, well, we talked about that. Maybe it was last week talking about going to gay bars and like – you know, not showing up with like a witty retort, you know, in your back pocket for the nasty, uh, you know, welcome you might get, you right. know, and that whole thing of this is just, you know, we're just key keying together. It's like, okay, but what are you sacrificing to have yeah. that witty moment? It's yeah, like, and it might feel phony, but it only feels phony because you haven't been practicing it. A hundred and ten percent. That is Bible right there. It only feels phony because you haven't been practicing it. It is it is why so many people don't do so many things is because it doesn't have that air of familiarity. It's not mm. what you're seeing other people doing. It's not – you don't have the muscle memory of it in your own life. And because of that, that invalidates what you're doing. And it's like – it's. I mean that's such an inner saboteur thing is that if it doesn't feel familiar, then it must not be right. Right. Oh, my god. Snapping, snapping mm-hmm. right now. Wagging right? my fingers. Right? Say that one more time, Colin. If it, I'm going to tweet this on our, you know, all right, Mary. <laughs> if it doesn't feel familiar, it must not be right. I, right. I, and that's, and that's, yeah, and it's completely false. That yeah. is your inner judge mm-hmm. telling you, telling you the wrong information. Right. It's, it's trying to divert you off the path just when you're about to make it where you're trying to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's such a theme that we see with these queens. It's such a drag race theme of, of doing something you're not familiar with, you know, putting the energy that you have in one thing in a different direction. Maybe you've never done this before and maybe it feels a little weird, but why does it feel weird? Is it just because it's new, you know? And right. 
and where has the where has the well-trodden path taken you you know i mean mm. like it's kind of like you know you know where this is gonna go like you know going back to the whole idea of going to gay bars and having like the the bitchy right. you know comment fest it's like you know where this is gonna take you you know this you know yeah. where this all goes and what would happen if you brought positivity to the situation? Yeah. What, would what would happen, happen if you practiced if you practiced something unfamiliar, right? Yeah. Again, I, I mean, I'll say it again. Because we don't practice, it, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel phony. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this, you know, this ties back in ways to, you know, the Velvet Rage, of course, which bears repeating, I think, mm-hmm. is, is so... It's so educational in terms of this. There's so much about the stages that gay men go through and and familiarity and how that drives us. Stage two is so much about what's familiar and what the company sure. line is, you know? Sure. And so it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's such a running theme of, of going out of your comfort zone, uh, both in drag race and in life, you know, but that's... That's the whole idea here, that we're learning life lessons from Drag Race. That's why we love the show so much. That's why we love it. That's why we yeah. keep talking about it for yeah. over two, over an hour every week. Right. So um, one thing also, just to continue with Dela, is the, the point she, she made. She was talking and she said, uh, you know, I'm putting on an eyelash and fixing my, you know, heel. And then it's like, well, tell us about when your mom died. <laughs> right, right. She gave a really great, like, behind the scenes of what it really is like. I'm sure mm-hmm. to be in that situation where you're you're trying to do all these different things, and then they're like, "Oh, but we've got the story we've got to push as well." And it's like, "Oh my God, I have to, I have to get pulled in so many different directions and be so many things at once." And it's like, you know, it's all part of how they break these queens down. And I mean, and I think a number of them talk about it. Like, there's that idea of like seeing yourself on on TV. Like, how did it feel? And I think a number of the queens were like, oh, I, I, I didn't know I was coming off that way. Or I, I, I probably wouldn't have said that if I had control. Like, I know Bianca mentions that. But it's like you're in this situation where they are, they're kind of on purpose, throwing you so many things at once to juggle so oh, that sure. you can on drop purpose. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, they, they sleep deprive them on Project Runway so that we see more tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, and I always think about this, like, God, if I was in one of these situations, I know it. I know oh, I'd, I'd Oh, be, you would be a mess. Colin. I'd be a mess. I would just, I'd be snotting over a, over a snowing, sewing machine in no time. Like, you know what, what a lot of people don't know is that Colin had a play at the New York city fringe festival. And then again at the encore series. And, uh, he was a mess, a mess during that whole period because he was very busy. He had a, jo- a day job plus doing this play on the side. Plus also like, you have to pay for that shit. Like you have to pay for it, right? So he's putting yeah. up all the money. He's going to these rehearsals. He's, you know, helping out with the rewrites and whatever. And yeah, Colin, you and that was over the course of like a couple of months. So yeah. to put you to put you on a show that's every day losing sleep and it's all about your art, you're gonna cry. Absolutely. From from being <laughs> if anyone's ever done a fringe festival or something like that, you're in a pressure cooker of like you've got you've got you know you got this much time and this much to do so bitch get into it like you have so much to do and for the and and you're dealing with difficult personalities and you're dealing with different, oh, yeah. different agendas and different things that need to get done and the whole and the whole time your art is what's on display like we are all building up to people seeing this play that i wrote that no one else has seen and it's like we could do all of this and nobody fucking likes it now of course that's not yeah. what happened it did really well but um <laughs> you know <laughs> not for nothing but uh, uh it was but, a lot but, no, I, but I, and 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 in terms of drag race these queens 
they have to do that every day. Yeah. Every day or every two days, right? Every three days, there's a new challenge mm-hmm. that's showing who you are. And you're basically just like cutting yourself open and yeah. revealing what's inside. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, I am so grateful to not have had cameras because you, well, you were on the phone with me for my worst meltdown. Which I was. was. A, I, I was. lost my shit. Lose their shit. shit. I lost my shit. A messy ass queen. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was Laganja and the Gold Bar girl. I. This is too <laughs> fucking much. I think I probably said that at one point. So I get it. I have sympathy. Yeah. I I would be that girl, but you know it's you know it's why I'm not on a competition reality show because I would be right. that. There would be gifts of me losing eyelashes. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, uh, so um so Darian, Darian Darian's next, and I have I have some things to say. Right. So Darian makes up with Dela, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that was I think you mentioned that that was all very fabricated it's by all the bullshit. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I. I was then really made to cry. I was brought mm-hmm. to tears when they brought her parents on and made yeah. that video. And yeah. then I audibly sobbed when her dad appeared. Oh, that moment. I was so... Oh, my God. I'm, like, crying right now. Like I was so familiar that, that like, uh, I was like, I know what you're, like, I know what this man is trying. He's... Like he's like his in that moment, it was just so familiar to me. I was like, Darian's father is making such an effort right now to find the the, the connection and and to make a joke, to find a way to like get comfortable with this. And Mm. of course, you know, that that play we were talking about, it was a a play about a drag queen actually who comes home for Mother's Day in full drag with an announcement. And it's so much about the parents of a drag queen and, and that interaction. And I so I'm fascinated by the parents of a drag queen. Yeah, yeah, and, and the dad, God, he just, I mean, I love the mom. I'm so mm-hmm. happy for all the things that either she was prompted to say or was, and not that she didn't mean it, but I feel like they were all things that she's like, well, I don't know what to say in the video, and then the producers are like, well, these are things that maybe Derry needs to hear, and yeah. and they were exactly right, and when the dad came on, Colin, it was like, I mean, it was it was just like, Turning just you just turn the volume up on everything. Yeah. And you showed the earrings and I'm just like, okay, this is the sweetest thing. And for mm-hmm. for Darian to sit there on that stage, maybe he saw the video, I don't know. But I totally got it. All Darian was really able to say was, Wow. Well, okay, yeah. you did this. You did yeah. this. Thank you that, for doing this. That you That was I'm my so takeaway as well. This. Yeah, yeah that, that Darian, it was like, this is a lot to process. This is a yeah. lot to process on television in front of an audience right. in drag. Yeah. You know, and, and of and course. And she there's... looked gorgeous, by the way. And again, yeah. she comes so alive in drag. Yeah. I just think, she, she, not to use another queen's name, but she's vivacious. Mm-hmm. She is, um, she's creative. She's earnest. She's right there. Yeah, not guarded, right? Very, very present and lovely. Yeah, I really like Darian, the the energy that she gives off as a drag queen and in drag. I love that character, especially in this reunion. Especially in this reunion. Yeah, Yeah. she really, you know, she she gets a bit of a rough edit, you know, of being shadier than she really is in the season. But I, 
as a as a queen as a person like the energy she gives off i'm totally into it i get her sense of humor i get and and she shows it at different points she like you know untucked this season they do kind of call her out a couple times for being bitchy and and she's like well she owns it she's like yeah i think i'm just like she's able to be aware of why she might be coming off that way why she might be kind of attacking people and and we even see it, you know, in the last Untucked where Bianca keeps making jokes about Darian being old and all of that. And you could tell that Darian was like, you know what? I'm ready to drop this, like, cold-hearted bitch act if you are, Bianca, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. There, there's something I really um, – I've always liked Darian, but I, I really do appreciate her a lot more after watching the season. I really yeah. – I enjoy her and her energy. And, of course, I mean, she, God, she's – She's really beautiful. Like she can yeah. paint. Ugh. Yeah, like she always looks really impeccable. Really yeah. Oh, All right. So then, of course, we have our singing entrance with Adore Courtney and not singing Bianca, which Ugh. you know was cute. It was a fun entrance. I don't know. It was a little oh, okay. Yeah. Bianca on. was very funny. I thought Bianca yeah. was the only highlight. Bianca was very funny. Yeah. The singing Courtney was I... a little shrill, a little bell, uh, you know, a little over the top, and then Adore. Adora just has a very unique voice, right? It's, it's a little right. shouty. It's it's that kind of rough punk voice, which you know is fine. Uh, yeah, she, she sounded. It was a fun entrance. Um, yeah, and then I, uh, of course, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say I I just thought it was uh, I I was curious that both Adora and Bianca basically had the exact same dress on. Style oh, I saw. It's like so. Was this is this like a nod to like Bianca helping Adora? You know what I mean? Like here, I'll just make you the same dress. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah. When, of course, Courtney wasn't wearing blonde. She was yeah. pink. Yeah, she looked I, – I thought she looked beautiful. Yeah, I yeah, mean – She looked good. She looked good. I didn't love the wig, but I also loved the look, so it was cute. Yeah, yeah. It was – I loved her at the beginning when they all had the, the looks at the entrance. I loved the way Courtney looked then. She had, like, the, the black, like, netted dress, and she had, like, yes. black lipstick. She, I mean, she was blonde, but she really looked fantastic in the opening. Oh. Yeah, caught in the act. Yeah. All right, so, so so moving on, um, we had oh. uh, Laganja and Adore, oh. and you know we don't we do not have to dwell on this. We don't have to you know. We don't I to get feel serious. like it was a major misstep. It was a major yeah, misstep. it was. It was weird to watch. I actually really hated seeing it. I felt yeah. uncomfortable. I felt a little invasive. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I I I don't believe that they were mended by the reunion, but you know perhaps they moved on by now. I just feel like. This was odd. It was odd. It was a little bit of, you know, that concept of pageantry of tragedy. You know, it was like, why are you mm. putting, why are you trying to make a thing out of this? And it was, it just, and it, it felt exploitive, you know, or exploitative, whatever it is. Like it just felt, it was such a misstep and it, and it drove things to a screeching halt on the reunion. Sure. It really sure. did. Oh, I, it did. It was a little weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they knew. <coughs> well, I guess they must have known that was going to happen because they filmed it. I think they could have easily left that part out. There's so much that they yeah. cut, that they film and they cut. Like this just right. felt very strange to me. So, um, and and I I credit, I think Adore did the best that she could to kind of shuffle along from that moment. So you know what we mm-hmm. talked refine. Let's. I think Adore handled it pretty well. You know. Yeah, and then um, Laganja, I think she was you know school as fuck. So. School as fuck. Yeah, it was just like, oh, you know what, Laganja, you had your moment. You're now over there with the runners up. Let's just leave you alone in that stupid wig. Yeah. Uh, ouch, ouch. She looked terrible. I just. Oh, she didn't look that bad. I think she looks like an idiot. But uh, <laughs> anyway, 
So we oh. move on. We move on to she the audience. She had the nerve to be on that show. Okay, anyway, I know. I know. I'm giving her credit. I'm not saying I look any better, but you know, I'm just you know, I'm just this housebound bitch in a corner on a podcast so. <laughs> who didn't run nine miles. Yeah. Who didn't run nine miles because it was enough to just be able to get up and get my my wash rag in the bucket because I can't leave my bed. <laughs> you know, it's like they're gonna have to take out my living room window to carry me out of here. Uh, <laughs> So we'll have to okay, now that I'm painting myself to be this disgusting human being. We we'll have to actually post pictures of what we look like on Twitter because oh, I don't think um, we need to do that, Mary. <laughs> well, I'm gonna because my ego is just like, girl. If there's a demand, sure, but I don't, you know, who cares? Uh, Come on, I think, folks. I think the anonymity is actually pretty positive. Anyway, all right. So uh, we get some fan questions. You know, I thought the first one that Latrice gave was a really bad question. I, I didn't understand why they chose that one. Yeah. That uh, Adore, they, they asked if Adore had a crush on Bianca Del Rio. I mean, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, it was like, no, I don't think that's what it was. And I, you could tell, like, Adore was like, okay, how do I spin this moment? Which I think right. she did really well. And you know what I wanted to say right. about that was that I, I, you could really see, like, Adore kind of, and she does this a few times, like when Adore kind of reads Bianca, I think Bianca loves it. And I think that's why she, mm-hmm. one part of the reason she likes Adore so much is because Adore, even though she's younger than her and a younger queen and less experienced, like she can kind of show up and, and, and throw back the reads sometime. And I think you get the impression that Bianca really respects that. It's like, sure. it's like the magic she sees in Adore. Uh, so, and I, I just, yeah, I love seeing Bianca kind of get red. Like, I think it's, it's very cute. So she's like, please, if I was into her, I would have already tried. Uh, and I think later she refers to Bianca as like reminding her of like her dad. So, um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, that, that first question I thought was weird. That was nice to see Latrice again. And then I did enjoy, I did just enjoy Alaska. Yeah. She, I mean, she has great delivery. Yeah. yeah, she she took care of that moment. It was like, all right, I'll elevate this. I got this. Yeah. I'm going to win All Stars two in a little bit. So let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me just be powerful here. And what uh, was with that eyelash, lash girl? girl. <laughs> yeah, and Gia, I think again, great, great, handled it. Was, it I thought it was a good. lovely, yeah, champ. She did it well. Yeah, she's like, well, I think the, you know, hopefully I'll do it next time. You know, one eye is smaller than the other. Hopefully I'll fix it next time. It was just like, okay, right. girl. Yeah. Well, Gia had a choice. She could have either been Gia Gunn from season six, or she could have been like the Gia Gunn who was not going to rise to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciated that she like made that choice, even if it was yeah. less showy, you know? Right, 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 right. She had, she, she, she showed restraint. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's, that's a real sign of maturity. Rare. So Rare. yeah. And then... I mean, it was nice to see Jiggly again. I do enjoy Jiggly. Uh, I can I call you Jiggly? Uh, I love <laughs> you Jiggly. You can because I'm I, housebound. Yeah. She is. Can... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just <laughs> big blubbery rolls. I think. I <laughs> am Colin. Hey guys, Marco, I have the microphone. Stop running around, Marco. <laughs> yeah. and your hands are just kind of flopping like a T Rex. <laughs> totally, <Yeah>. totally. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um, I'm just a big bowl of mashed potatoes with a microphone. Uh, <laughs> so, so, um, that's what so happens this, when you move to Sacramento. That's what happens, right? It's just like I'm just gonna, and, and I work from home. It's like why leave? I'm just gonna <laughs> stay here and melt into my bed and do a podcast. <laughs> 
I swear none of this is true, but like it's not. Well, a lot it's... of it is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, bitch. Um, with your nine miles, why don't you just keep running, Mary? <laughs> so, uh, this moment where Bianca is is tasked to reading Jiggly. I, I wish she had a heads up so she could have prepared a better joke, you know? I, I feel like she knew. Uh, it was, it, you know, it was a snaggletooth. It was almost like I was, after she said the snaggletooth read, I was like, okay, when's she going to read her? Like, right, I, right. I was waiting exactly. for the other joke and it didn't happen. So it's just like, oof, okay, all right, all right. Well, she's going to win, but that's okay. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, okay, well, but, you know, one little misstep right before you get crowned. Uh, yeah. So that was a little uncomfortable. But moving on, Jocelyn gets married, which I thought was really cute. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very on brand for RuPaul as someone who unites people, who promotes mm-hmm. love and yeah. drag. And, and this idea that, you know, marriage is somewhat of a performance and mm-hmm. weddings are a performance. Uh, you know, it was, it was a, a, a nice moment. I think also just just the radicalness of having a drag queen marry her partner uh, yeah. on TV is, you know, that's, that's pretty rad. Yeah, it was cool to see that. And um, a little tea about that is I think apparently maybe Jocelyn had asked about like wanting to do it and then they had said no. And then her fiancé kind of went behind her back and arranged it. So when it happened, Jocelyn was genuinely surprised that it happened. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that, actually. Yeah, yeah. She she did not know it was going to happen. So I thought that was so, – like she had wanted it to happen but thought it wasn't going to. So I thought oh, that was very sweet. Yeah. Oh. Um, Patrick. Patrick, pa- that's right, Patrick. So, uh, and so I have Patrick. On. Sorry, Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> oh, is that Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Patrick I see. Patrick Marshallier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Patrick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we could just go down a. This happened with League of Their Own. We'll just start quoting. <laughs> the, the twins need boogie boards or surfboards or something. <laughs> spring break. Spring, spring break. <laughs> Uh, so, but before we go down that rabbit hole, uh, Miss Congeniality, of course, gets crowned, and Yay! Ivy came out on stilts, uh, which I, it was nice to see Ivy on stilts. It was a reminder that she's such a creative queen. And, yeah, because she, she does not, different things. Yeah. yeah, she's not one of the showier queens in the whole Drag Race canon, but, like, it reminded me, like, God, yeah, Ivy did some. She is a creative queen. like, And that, like... Her on stilts, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I just, uh, I appreciate, again, a queen that no one else is doing the stuff that she's doing, you know? Yeah, right, right. And, uh, and then, of course, Ben wins. Uh, though I yeah. kind of think that this season, well, I think I'm sure it was somewhat deserved. Uh, it is kind of understood that season six, Miss Congeniality really was Miss Consolation Prize. It was very much, we're unhappy that you didn't get to top three, so you're mm. going to get, like, it, Katia, it was similar. Different than, different than a, you know, um, a cuckoo uh, from season eight. Right. Drink, have a drink. Um, right, right. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah. Where, where, where uh, Cynthia won, I think, because she was one of the nicest queens. Exactly. There is, there's definitely a difference between, you know, like season, I think season four, it was very much miscongeniality. Season five was very much, very much miscongeniality. Season six, season seven, it kind of turned into like this is the queen that it's really fan favorite. This is the queen we wanted to go yeah, further. Yeah, fan favorite, fan favorite, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that I thought Ben's thank you speech was very sweet, you know, and and yeah. saying like, oh god, just about just the idea of him being a shy person and you know just building building something to help him be more open and out there and nice and right. everything. You know, again, very 
uh, lovely, lovely to see and hear and support. Yeah, and, and and acknowledging like how well it was received, like knowing that this was kind of a fan favorite vote, I think that is so validating to know that like I created this for myself and you've all accepted it so much. Like I think that is that there's a lot there. So it was really nice. I was happy for her and her overstock.com gift card. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she got herself a fabulous futon and some girl pillows <laughs> and maybe a sheet set. Perhaps an area rug. Oh, perhaps. Perhaps maybe there's a, there. She's really everything she needs for a guest room uh, is, is <laughs> all in that $2,500 gift card. Oh. So, and then of course we move on to the top three. It's time to talk to the top three. Uh, Dora, Bianca, and Courtney come out, are, are sitting there. And, uh, you know, the note that I had about a door that I thought was interesting is, and it reminds me of the last episode when a door kind of gave that speech on the runway and, RuPaul kind of recognized it sounded like a speech from a 23-year-old, is when Adore is talking about, like, she feels like a fully developed character, it's interesting because it's like, you know that, like, oh, there was so much more developing that she did after this, like, in in terms of her brand, you know? Right. Right. Uh, Yeah, and so it was just, like, that sense of, like, oh, yeah, I think there's still more, there's still more for you, you know, there's more there's more to this there's more to this journey adore and you're not really ready to win and she didn't really need to win i think to do what she wanted to do but uh i just and maybe this is just hindsight's 2020 but there was there is really that sense of like who who adore was at the reunion was only a percentage of who she really became in the following couple of years sure and you see that on all stars where she was like you know what i'm gonna leave yeah you know, yeah this is not my drag yeah yeah she was i'm not gonna please you anymore you know it's interesting because she did say she feels more love for herself which i think is great and but she what's interesting to me and this is very 23 is that she credits that with rupaul she Mm -hmm. says you gave me that you gave me that and you know what and i believe rupaul would probably say something like this but adore found that herself oh she absolutely found that herself it just mm -hmm. happened to be in this competition but she would have found it eventually Right. It's that whole Wizard of Oz thing of like you were yeah. wearing the ruby slippers the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's very 23 to so say you gave that to me. And it's like, well, for you to really own this, you have to recognize that you gave it to you because it's yep. yours. Yeah. You and, would let and you let somebody give that to you even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Uh, so next we move over to talk, talk to Bianca. Uh, and I think in terms of my notes, we've kind of talked about everything that, that I'd have to say about Bianca. I mean, the one thing I, I had sort of noted was that, again, it, in the canon of Drag Race winners, and she kind of notes this, that she hadn't auditioned earlier because she wasn't really seeing anyone do the type of drag she was doing. She thought it was for younger yeah. queens. And right. <clears throat> so in retrospect of her as one of the winners of Drag Race, she really is a unique brand of drag. You know, she really is a. It, it was something yeah, a different. Comedy queen, a comedy queen that the brand is really about entertaining, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to you know looking like a drag queen and lip syncing. And what was she saying? Like, oh, I didn't know all of the Beyonce medleys, right? Uh, which is very true. You know, you go to a typical drag show and they're doing Beyonce medleys, right? Yeah. And that's fine. I love those. Like, I will wag and tip. But um, what's great about Bianca is that there is a person under there that that has a perspective and is funny and entertaining. Yeah, and I think that, you know, with Bianca, there's, I mean, this is is somewhat similar to Jinx, where it's like, at no point do you forget this is drag. This is a drag queen. Right, right. She's a clown. Yeah, yeah. And I I just think in terms of, you know, the, the canon of winners, like she really does represent 
a specific part of drag that I'm really happy won. You know, I'm really mm -hmm. happy to see that validation that that won and that there's a place for that in drag race and in like the world of drag race queens. Yes, yeah. drag is a performance, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it yeah. can be multiple types of performances. Yeah. Uh, and of course there was that cute little like limerick from, uh, what's her name, from Lola. Right. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was cute. You know, it's just- yeah, it, it was cute. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was very. You know, I, I, I'm gonna read this kid. I'm not reading this kid. Whatever. She she performed <laughs> this little piece. It's fun yeah. to see like a kid experiencing the world of drag and and it not feeling like it. There were moments where I was like, oh my god, there's a kid in the audience. What has happened? What sort of like double entendres and like dirty jokes have been made on stage in front of this like seven year old? I mean. At, at this point, if you're friends with Roy Haylock, I'm sure that that queen yeah. or that little girl is a queen herself. Yeah. Totally, totally. And it's just it, it's just very interesting to see, like, a, a kid experiencing drag. And, you know, and, and right. And, uh, yes, that is that is fascinating and noteworthy and radical as fuck. But mm -hmm. um, what I also think is probably the case is that the little girl was brought in, you know, late into the show. Oh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, and I think that's kind of like, it's an avenue for us to, cause it, I think that's such a thing with Bianca that it's like, how do we, how do we get past your fear of intimacy? How do we get past your fear of showing us who you really are? And it's like, this kid is like her relationship with this kid is a way for us to see the heart of Bianca, which uh -huh. is like really important. I think for Bianca to be a winner of the show, I think yeah. that heart has to be there. Uh, I think that. For example, Tyra Sanchez is a queen that it was hard to see the heart. People couldn't really connect with her. And it's yeah, why we she's... never met her child. We never met her son. Yeah. And and so it's like that's such an integral part is like, well, if you're going to win this, I mean, a queen like Sharon Needles, like she was doing like really interesting, different drag things we weren't seeing on Drag Race. But what what sold me and sells people, I think, on, on Sharon was like, I think maybe RuPaul talked about this, but. Uh, and this is going so off on a tangent, but whatever. Uh, there's that famous, you know, go back to Party City where you belong moment. And it cuts to Sharon, like this sort of, this reaction where she looks kind of like appalled and hurt and angry. And it was like at that, maybe, and I think RuPaul and Michelle talk about this in one of the episodes of What's the Tea. But that was the moment where it was like, oh, this is who you are. Oh, like this is the heart underneath this character. And that's what cements it. And so... We kind of need that with each of these queens, you know. We we need that kind of the soft, tender parts that she talked to Courtney Act about, you know. Mm. Uh, which is interesting because I don't know how much we get that about Violet, but that's a whole other tangent. So, sure. uh, speaking of Courtney, and I don't know if you caught this moment, but when we move on to talking to Courtney, because they're talking about the you know the top three ABC and RuPaul, and this to me felt absolutely on purpose where rupaul says i think we all know what the c word is courtney act wow yeah right and wow. if you the courtney's face it, it says everything she's like uh, oh oh you really came that way all right i gotta put the smile right. on but <laughs> but you know I, I to courtney's credit like she acknowledges it she's like yeah i learned that my blunt, blunt sense of humor was not helpful and that, yeah. you know, I was I was cringing yeah. when I heard the things that I said. So, you know, it's I don't think Courtney was shocked to hear that. I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think that I my interpretation was that Courtney saw the edit that she got and it was like, oh, I thought I was being funny and you guys edited me to look like a bitch. Like, 
that I mean, it was almost like she was very aware of the edit that she got. And I know RuPaul hates when people talk about don't blame the edit and all that. But like there was I, I couldn't help but feel like the whole time Courtney was just forcing the smile, you know, that that mm-hmm. she knew. I don't know. She... I didn't I didn't feel that. I oh. felt like she was I, I feel like she showed up. I mean, she showed up, but I just think that she part of showing up was like she had to kind of smile through the moment where it was like, I know that RuPaul just called me a cunt. I know this. I know that's exactly what happened. And I have to not react to that. That's ex- mm-hmm. that's how I read that moment. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I will also say is, oh, God, this was the cut to audience moment that I just wanted to be over was, of course, when they cut to, as they credited, Courtney's friend, Chaz Bono. <laughs> where RuPaul, I was like, please don't, RuPaul, where she's like, so... And I knew she was going to do it. She's like, so are you more than friends? And I was like, oh, please don't. Please uh, don't. Can yeah, I not? can marry you. I can, yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, God, guys, stop. And then, like, Chaz was kind of doing a Valerie Cherish where he, like, wouldn't stop. Kind of saying, like, no, no, I think we're fine. I mean, you know, it was like, it was like stop, Chaz. Like, just let it go. Like, don't try to f- come up with a funny joke. Just let this moment pass. I just sure. need this to be over. Uh, so then Jinx comes out. She looks fucking phenomenal and yeah. then crowns the winner. Crowns the winner. Uh, I mean, obviously, Bianca wins, claims to be 30. It's like, all right, well, that's not true. I think you're closer to 40, Mary. Uh, but <laughs> And, the, and the, the one thing I'll say, and this is me being nitpicky, but it's like we know that all of these crownings are staged because they film mm-hmm. all of them. And so yeah. when Bianca's like, you know, tears in her throat, I was just like, really? Like, Well, I mean, that could all be real. That could all be... You know, this is how I'll be when I win. Like, imagine if this is it. I don't know. I think you have to really put yourself in the shoes before you can totally judge that moment. Because I get it, Colin. I get it. Like, oh, my God, they do this three times. The audience, I think, is faking it more than the people on stage. I feel like, you know, if if it was me and it was my turn to be crowned, I'd be like, all right. Granted, you're right. Like, it is a little over the top. But uh, especially since we all know that it's. It's filmed three times. Yeah, I mean, I guess in some ways it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate drag move. Is like the 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 end of the show is not even real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when yeah. it happens, like you could you could give that reading, but it's just like, yeah, it just drives me nuts that like the crowning is not is not organic, and like knowing that, and I know they have to do that so that there aren't leaks, but it's just like, oh, I feel like you get all the way there. I mean, it's it almost feels like you know you get all the way there and then you find out that none of it's real. You know what I mean? Well, um, that's that is that is RuPaul's brand. I yeah. mean, honestly, Colin, think about that. Think about what you just said. I know. Of course, it's not real. The whole show was made to be a parody. It was not supposed to be real. And we t- we bring it to that place. We create mm-hmm. the Twitter world. We create like what's real. And at this at, at the end of the day, it's people. Men in in dresses, parading around, being fabulous, being fierce, and speaking truths, right? And that's all that it's about. At the end of the day, the crown isn't real. They all won. They all right. have careers. Mm-hmm. They all, no, they, it's true. All of their all of their uh, fees that they charge clubs for appearances all go up. They all make money. Many of them are able to quit their day jobs. It's really fantastic. It's what's well, true. I mean, I. I, and I'm okay with that interpretation that none of it's real. I think it's just you 
you then remember, oh, I bought into all of this, you know, and you're like, oh, right, I just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bought, I, I, I forgot. I, 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 I was in the, the poppy field. Yeah, totally, I totally forgot this wasn't real, and it's like, oh, right, and you kind of have to make peace with the fact that, like, it was, it, it felt really good to believe all this was real, but, uh, you know, as RuPaul says in the realness, feelings aren't real or feel, real is what you feel, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> feelings aren't real, real is what you feel. And Miss Candy Ho is in the motherfucking house. <laughs> yeah, so it's right on her alley. Uh, so yeah, so that's, I mean, but that being said, of course, uh, Bianca wins. And I do love RuPaul's line at the end. Now go on home, do drag. Like I just, you know, mm. like, oh, that was great. <laughs> do it, you do, do it. it. Yeah. Okay, so now this last segment before we uh, say goodbye to you, just to kind of give a wrap up to this season six, I thought that uh, we would have a nice little segment that I'm going to call Pick Two. And you might ask, I could have two? Well, two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. So here's Pick Two. Uh, so there's that for you. Oh, thank you for that. It makes me want us to have that as a regular segment, just to have that sound clip. <laughs> pick Two. I could have two. Anyway, sorry. Um, so we have, I, uh, I'll announce the categories, and then we can each go and list our two. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you can go first. So the first category is Best Look. All right, so this was tough because I did have I did have some runner up runners up. I you know, pick two. I, I know. I I just to list my runners up because they're worth noting is that I did really like Milk's boy Roo, workroom Roo. I did enjoy that. Um, I did really. I I I'm surprised that this stuck with me. But that that best drag look that Courtney did, that beautiful gown, I was just fabulous. But my two favorites of the season have to be the obvious one is Ben's bug look, the the fly, just fabulous, fabulous. And then the other one that I had to give was Milk's pregnant at the Tonys look. I fucking okay. love that look fucking love that so look, much. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting. I picked Dela's fly look as well. Mm hmm. And then my second look, shockingly, was not a Trinity look. It was Milk as Pinocchio. Oh, another fabulous look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, I picked them because they push drag, and I always look for that. I like yeah. when people push a boundary and impress me. Yeah. And they, they both were impeccably executed. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, really, I mean, now I'm just thinking of all of Milk's looks. Like, all of them are noteworthy for something. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised Trinity didn't make the list, but, you know, obviously... You can only pick others. two. You can only pick yeah, two. Pick two. Right. Two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. <laughs> <laughs> well, two turtle doves. Um, so, uh, best lip sync, Colin. Well, I mean, this is really where Trinity gets. She sweeps. She sweeps because I picked both Trinity's "What a Man" and "I'm Every Woman." Okay, so we're in, you know, accordance there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What a man. I'm every woman. Best in this season by far. And certainly, certainly what a man. And maybe even I'm every woman, but more what a man um, is best of all time. I mean, I think Trinity is spectacular. 
Yeah, well, you know, Dieter Ritz, this will be. We don't, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah just make sure. I, I think that she's. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, cements that spot. <laughs> from but now I, on. Yeah, from now on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really think looking back in the season, like Trinity was responsible for some of the best lip syncs, you know, and those two were really sure. fabulous. Yeah. Um, so my next category is your favorite queen. Who's your favorite queen, Colin? Oh, okay, favorite queen. You know, I really had to think about this. Uh, and, you know, to be fair— I feel like, like this has changed for you since we've been uh, recapping this mm-hmm. season. Well, this—I se- mean, it's kind of like who is my favorite queen watching this season, Other se- watching the season this time. You know, yeah. there might be other ones, other times that I really liked or ones that I was really drawn to. Now, I'll tell you, the one obvious one is Milk. I still really like Milk. I still love what she does with drag. I love—I think Milk gave great talking head. I think she's a yeah. great character. Uh, and as a person and a performer and this time around I just I so enjoyed Jocelyn Fox okay I really that's did. what I thought yeah I just, that's what I thought I really enjoyed her she's the fox her name's Jocelyn she's the fox I really um, I think you know to your point earlier about bringing kindness and bringing positivity to a situation she did the same she really mm. she was very kind to everybody else and very very non-threatening and I think that takes guts to, to show yeah. up that way and I think she was very uh, consistent with that so I really enjoyed uh, be- Jocelyn yeah because I know you, uh, I know that it used to be Dela. Yes, it did. And I, I just was very frustrated with Dela this season. Um, I was very frustrated with the, this whole concept of character and, and letting that character go yeah. and, and not taking those opportunities like the stand-up challenge to like show who you really are. And so I, I just – I love Dela as a queen, but like I, she wasn't my favorite this time. So mine are pretty obvious. Can you mm-hmm. guess who my two favorites are? I mean, obviously, Trinity K. Bonet. There's no question. Yes. She's probably, if not the top favorite, she's like. Yeah. And and it, it has to be. I'm just. They're just chia seeds. They're just chia seeds. Jijijijia. No, it's vivacious. Shut up. Of course. Vivacious. Yes. I All right. Well, it's very. Gia, Gia, is, Gia is like a fourth, right? Yeah. Gia is certainly a fourth. Uh, but. Trinity and Vivacious, I just loved. Yeah, I just wow. loved them. Wow. Well, I had to get something wrong. Uh, so I'm just going to go <laughs> eat my feelings after we finish. Um, oh, my God. You're eating right now. <laughs> okay, right so now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have an IV of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> so the next category is your favorite mini challenge. Okay. All right. So I really enjoyed the puppets because I loved Ben's Bianca puppet. Okay. I, that was one of mine, too. Yeah. And I, I really loved. I think it was like very early on. It was the the when they team up to do the lip syncing on the beach, where one's the legs and the one's the body. I take your heels flat. Right? Oh, yeah. I got such a kick out of that. No pun intended. I got such a kick out of that that, <laughs> oh, that mini God. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love that. I thought that was really really cute, really fun. Um, so mine, I had a tie, right? I love the Wheel of Fortune one because of that really, really hot guy in the purple. Oh, yes, yes, that bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and again, and again. again. Sorry, Give um, in and out, and in and out. So, um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously, this is—I guess this isn't obvious, but it's uh, one that I think is often forgotten because it's in the opening. Uh, but the pillow fight challenge, I loved. 
oh, you know what, that, you know, the, that those photo shoot challenges are so fun, are so... Yeah, you know, yeah, you, know. you get to meet the queens mm -hmm. a little bit more, and obviously Trinity oh. slayed, and so did Courtney. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was a, yeah. I just love that mini challenge, it was... Fabulous. Right. I think that's where Courtney has the line of like, oh yeah, Courtney knows how to do sexy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really fabulous. Yeah. She does. So this is a harder one um, because you might only think of one, but what is the best breakdown moment? Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious one. There was Laganja in the in the gold bar, just losing. I feel her, very attacked. Yeah, losing her mind and her nail because she was such a fucking disaster. Uh, <laughs> but when I was trying to think of the second one. And I don't mean to minimize the moment, but it was meaningful was when Darian was having her lunch with Rue and was talking about her family, you know, and, and her parents saying, like, you have a lot of nerve coming home like this. It was, I liked it because we were really seeing, okay, this is who Darian Lake is. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I it, it changed a lot for me. And I guess, I mean, if I were to give... Uh, a, a runner-up, it would be the performed meltdown of Darian Lake as the older sissy. That was I mine. Mean, that was mine. Yeah, that was yeah. Mine. I just remember that as I was saying that, I was like, well, if we're talking breakdown versus performance of breakdown, that was yeah. the breakdown of the season. Um, so my my honorable mention is actually when RuPaul cries and said, I'm so proud to see it. Oh, of course. That was fabulous, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next category is, and this is our second to last category, mm -hmm. um, is what was the funniest one-liner or quote for you this season? Oh, I mean... Uh, this is hard. I'm, this is hard. Yeah. I mean, there were... I have favorites. I mean, I... I, I, first, I just love... I, I mean, it's just that for some reason, I just love when Jocelyn says, I got a whole rack of stuff. Like, <laughs> I just love that, but it's just, it just needed to sure. be mentioned. But sure. Sure. I mean, I think it's only fair that the one I repeated all, all season is my name's Jocelyn and I'm the Fox. Okay. Is okay. One yes, of my that, that makes sense to me. Sure. And then the other one in terms of like, fun, oh, it's so tough. There's so many funny ones. There's when, when Michelle said that Darian looked like she was executive realness of Jiffy Lube. I mean, that was so funny. But I think my favorite has to be Gia Gunn saying, you look like a fucking dumpster. <laughs> I thought that was, it's just, it's such a fucking nasty, awful thing to say. You look like, you look like a fucking dumpster. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> really, really mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so mine, uh, mine is uh, are a little less obvious. So first one is Liza Minnelli lies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Vivacious. Um, I also really appreciate the wordplay of next time you death drop, reverse that and drop dead. Oh yeah, which reminds me, the reading challenge had some like Jocelyn saying, "This is the Great. kind of girl who sits reverse cowgirl on the toilet, so yes, she's a cool service yes, to eat off of." That's what I thought yours was gonna be. Oh, that one. That one, yeah, I love that one too. Uh, Jocelyn's getting a lot of awards this season. Yeah, and another Jocelyn one that should be mentioned is um, if it weren't for a last-minute decision at the abortion clinic, the world would never have known Cher. <laughs> right, right, right. Where it's, yeah. like, it's like crickets, right? It's like, right. Oh. oh. Right? It's it's like, oh, fuck. She went in. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think it's, it's worth mentioning because uh, it's a funny one, and it's when I actually laughed out loud is uh, – Excuse me, we originated the language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that, that was great too. That's a that's a very honorable mention. Ben as Maggie Smith in general was uh, fabulous. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I'll just say one more. Um, mm -hmm. It's a Gia, it's Gia Gun. It was either going to be you, lady boy, 
you lady boy. Uh, but no, it's I don't jump the gun. I am the boom boom gun. Oh, I'm God. just like I I love that line. I love how she delivers it. I think she's fabulous. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, and I guess oh that makes me think of oh the, oh oh my God. Okay, there's two more that have to get mentioned. One <laughs> okay. of them, uh, one of them being let me. I'm feeling my oats. Let me feel my oats. Let me feel my oats. Yeah. But then maybe one of my favorite lines from the entire season is a little beady beady. Oh, a little. <laughs> And just so you know, we did the shoulders. We did the, the we did the shoulders, and the hands. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, all right, so last category: uh, which queen went home too early, Colin? Well, you know, I thought about this a lot, and there were a lot of choices I could have had, and there's and there's reasons why I chose each one. I think that Trinity went home too early. I think that she got sent home. Reed. And I think that based on based on the critiques and, and the result, I think that Ben got sent home too early because he shouldn't mm-hmm. have gone home for the glitter ball. I uh, thought you were going to say milk. You know, I thought about saying milk, but then I thought, you know, I would have loved to see milk go much further. I wanted milk to go much further, but I, I felt like where – like at the same time – I mean, she shouldn't have. She was not the worst person, and oh, oh no, oh no, she better don't. Like she did not do that poorly. Her look on the runway, I thought, was kind of weak that episode. So I understood it, but I just, I guess, I made peace with it. But I think rewatching this season, Trinity and Ben really stood out to me because I felt like the challenges they went home on, there were some unfair situations. Mm. You know, I, I just uh, was thinking about uh, Milk on the runway, and she had a lip sync to What a Man, that episode. And mm-hmm. Katya actually just tweeted, my name is not Susan. And <laughs> there's this great clip of Milk lip syncing to my name is not Susan. And she does this kind of like offensive right. little face anyway i i went there with milk that was a good moment yeah no i remember that i remember that face yeah so who were your two queens who you felt who did you feel went home too early uh dela and trinity for the same reasons oh wow oh wow okay oh all right that's why well, we have a podcast together mary all right right all right all right hundred thousand dollar pyramid yeah we, <laughs> we just won a 1987 ford escort uh <laughs> so with that Ladies and gentlemen, that is season six. Season six. Let's get sixening. Let's get sixening. We, wow. I, I mean, I don't know what to say. It was a great season. That was that was yeah. a, a really great season. I, I really rediscovered a lot about it. I had some shifted perspectives. Um, I rewatched Drag My Wedding again for the first time in a while mm. and was surprised at how much that had gave us to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, you know really developed a deeper love for Jocelyn Fox. So I ain't mad at that. Yeah. So to, just to wrap up, uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at allrightmary. Um, I just wanted to mention a lovely email that we got actually six hours ago. Oh. Um, from, from CC Desist. Uh, <gasps> our, oh, CC. CC. Um he actually mentioned, or she actually just mentioned, um, a, uh, another sorter. Apparently there's like so many sorters for this show, but, oh. uh, this one is, uh, wide and sassy.tumblr.com. We'll tweet about this, um, to our, you know, thanks to our queer and Bushwick sister Mary. 
uh, Cece or Sister Mary Jonathan. Um, but basically, it's a sorter for your favorite lip sync. Oh, oh yes. Oh, and it's sounds... and 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 to me, it's not your favorite. Uh, the way I did it, the way I did it, wasn't my my favorite lip sync. Although it often came out about this, but it's not necessarily your favorite lip sync on the show. But it could be your favorite song to lip sync to. Um, mm. So obviously, you know, because he's a, a loyal Mary, uh, Jonathan, Sister Mary Jonathan, um, his number one was Natalie Cole, This Will Be. Uh, oh, you know, Because he's after you. our heart, Mary. He's right, after right, our heart. right. Oh, yeah, he gets that. <laughs> um, he gets that Sasha Vlore nuance, Mary. And yes, that's, yes, uh, of course he does. Yes, It's all I need. Happy to have him as a listener. Um, yeah. But so I did it. You haven't done it yet. Uh, no. So we'll definitely post this on uh, Twitter and challenge some of our um, Twitter followers to do it. But uh, mine was also Natalie Cole, This Will Be. Uh, my second was Salt and Peppa, What a Man. Mm. Uh, and then my third was Ima Sumac, Malambo, number five. Hey, Mary. Oh, yeah, sure. No, it's a fabulous lip sync. Jinx Monsoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, 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 wow. And then uh, number four, uh, and I'll just do top five, mm -hmm. uh, is Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman, because <gasps> fabulous. Trinity. Mm -hmm. um, and then my number five, which I was surprised at, but it makes sense. Uh, I was surprised at my number five, is uh, MacArthur Park by Donna Summer. Oh, sure. I mean, that's such a, a classic in, in the Drag Race lip sync, you know, the whole series. There's, yeah. a, I mean, I haven't taken it yet. There's a couple I hope show up there, but I won't spoil it. I'll, I'll talk about my results in next week's episode. All right. That sounds fair. Um, so, yes, go ahead. No, I mean, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I've got a spiel. I've got, this is, you know, this is your cue, everybody. Uh, <laughs> while you're while you're leaving us love on uh, Twitter at All Right Mary or leaving us emails at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, you can also head over to iTunes and leave us a rating, leave us a comment, let us know what you like, what you don't like, let us know you're out there, let other people know that you're out there and are listening and think that they should be listening as well so we can reach more people and talk about Drag Race with more people, which is really the goal here. So... Uh, I put that out there for your viewing pleasure, your listening pleasure, whatever. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and with that, I think that's all I got, Colin, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go knock over a sizzler and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, until they, until they, <laughs> until they can wheel me out of there. But, uh, <laughs> It's just going to be this ongoing thing that I'm just this enormous uh, human being. Um, you're the mother from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Absolutely. You know? They're just going to have to burn the house down with me in it. So, <laughs> Oh, it's, such, it's so dark. We're laughing. It's just very dark. It's so dark. And on that dark note, we're going to wrap things up here at All Right, Mary. <laughs> All uh, right, Mary. <laughs> I didn't leave it on that note. And then next week, uh, we'll be back with some more fun stuff and maybe talk about the comeback. So, uh, bitch, get into it. You ready for that? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that, Mary. All right, Mary. Well, until then, I think all we have left to say is...